Hey, Traverse City friends. This is Ryan from a little independent podcast. With me is my friend Todd. Hey, Todd. Hey, Ryan. How are you? I'm doing great. You said it a little different than you normally do. Hi, Ryan. Oh, that was beautiful. We are very excited to let you know that we will be at the 15th annual Cherry Capital Comic Con this year. Woo! That is very exciting. I'm very excited about that because I'm always a fan of being there, but I've never been I love there. The, I love the costumes. Me too. There's a lot to see. So come see us this Memorial Day weekend, May 26th through the 28th at Grand Travers Resort and Spa, and check out all the other awesome creators and vendors in attendance. Yes. And all those goodies you can buy that you don't find anywhere else. Engage. Engage. So we will see you there. Thank you for listening, and thank you for supporting Cherry Capital Comic Con, which we love too. See you there. <laughs> A lot of pressure, man. Yeah, it is. Evil. Can evil. Not our real names. Not our real names. Nailed it. Oh, you want me to do my bit? Okay, here we go. I love Who are those guys? I know. Who are those guys? Declare this statement. You're gonna love it. Oh, it's just a little. That might have been too much. Your favorite. That's I'm putting my foot down. That's my favorite. I was I made dinner before I left and like cumin. I love leftovers. That's that's my favorite. That's what I live off of. Well, smells smells is what we're talking about, and uh, this is the longest intro in the history of a little independent podcast. The podcast where two friends talk about independent. Obscure or just plain weird movies. My name is Ryan. And I'm Todd. Hi, Todd. Hi, Ryan. I can't believe it. I cannot believe we didn't go into the intro for 11 minutes. <laughs> I, I think I think we should leave all 11 minutes in. Holy Lord. All right. Well, and then the first yeah, per- stream of consciousness. Somebody like never listening to us before. Yeah. This is their first this episode. Is, this is harrowing. And they'll be like, what in the hell yeah. is going on? Yeah. These fellas are wacky. They're, they're, they're going to wa- talk. They're talking about smells. We're going to talk about smells. So your movie. Tell us. Get, oh, give it us is the my journey. movie. Well, um, first, I'd like to start off by saying we have a, an additional member tonight in the studio with us. And uh, we affectionately have a stage name for her, and it's because of, well, those that listen to us know we refer to Silence of the Lambs all the time, whether it be Hannibal or Buffalo Bill. So we'd like to welcome to the studio Clarice. Hello. Well, hello, Clarice. (laughs) Never seen it. Never seen it. Sorry. Uh, so Clarice is going to be helping us out with marketing and derailing <laughs> us as best she can possibly or, or keeping us on track, derailing which, us. whichever, you know. Well, when we get into those topics that we we believe in, like, she's maybe completely opposite. Yeah. Being there's a generational gap. I hear you. <laughs> I, I've invited her to, to sound off and uh, maybe correct us or... Let us know from her her generation's perspective uh, how they might view it. Wow, what do you think? This is this is well, all. Ryan kinda. doesn't even know Clarice is here. Yeah, this she, is a he's, complete he's surprise confused. to me. Actually, he when doesn't I, even see her. Um, <laughs> when I came in, he's like, you know, I, I'm we're doing something different, and I didn't know it'd be a whole person yeah. that I've never heard of. Well, it was really tough to get her here. I had to put a cast on my arm and and drag a sofa really? through a parking lot. Yeah, it worked. 
Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. All you gotta you do. You have is, been talking about that for years. I know. I know. You just gotta. All you gotta do is say. I know you said I, the I masters wanna, I wanna did it better it than me. I want to put it way in the back. Can you can you help me push it way into the yeah. back? And then you hear yeah. this thud. Wow. You hear this. This is sound. fascinating. Yeah. And then here this she is. This is fascinating. <laughs> well, you know what? Against my will. Do you know why I love you? <laughs> because you're spontaneous. <laughs> Because right. that kidnap, doesn't even happen to Clarice. You kidnap a whole person <laughs> and create a whole like divergence in our podcast to to make it better for our listeners, to make it cooler and more fun. In our minds, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> so Man. tonight, tonight, episode thirty nine, and the movie is Perfume, <laughs> Story of a Murderer, right? Two thousand six, right. Right? Are you telling me? Is that two th- everything? Is everything I'm saying correct, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> so far, checks out. Because you usually say that part, and I, checks I just out. <laughs> no, no, no. I, 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 I what do. happened. I am a, a, a like an intro hog. I am yielding to your masculine <laughs> and also feminine presence. Oh, you're balanced. I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah. I feel. I feel balanced. Yeah. I'm not. Well, I, yeah, Kathleen Turner's the the feminine. This is how we isn't. talked in the lunchroom, by the way. If anybody really, you know, wants to get deep on the show and, you know, is asking about the hashtag, the lunchroom, and all that kind of stuff, you can email us at a little independent podcast at gmail dot com. But this is how we talked in the lunchroom. Remember? Yeah, and the best part was when we started noticing people were actually, you know, eavesdropping. Eavesdrop. How do you say that? Eavesdropping. Eaves, I, like, I think like, that's it's eavesdropping. Like a gutter on a house. Yeah. And Eve, I'm fascinated and with Eve's. the origin of phrases and words and things and, uh, of that nature. I know well, that there's, there's real a bunch of them today because oh, I got some doozies. Yeah, that's true. So, all right, so we'll, we'll get on track. This movie came to me from a uh, a friend from high school. So I'm at work, and uh, I work at a, a large resort. So the buildings. The building's huge, and I'm at the other How end. How large is it? It is so large, you can't see the other side from Alaska. <laughs> wow. I, I actually did a political comment. Yeah. I, was that maybe a low point in the podcast? Yeah, high, and, and it was I, spontaneous. I it a low point. Ugh. Do you feel good about it? No. I don't I, feel. I, I, okay. I feel dirty. We're sorry. I feel dirty. Okay, go on. Okay. So I'm... Heading towards bakery. I'm anyway. I'm walking across past one of the the halls there where this huge conference is going on, mm-hmm. and I'm walking one way and directly walking towards me, and I'm looking, and she's looking at me, and I'm like, "Oh, Mary, hi." <laughs> so a friend from high school. I probably hadn't seen her in five years or so since the last time there was a high school get together. Yeah. So she's talking, and and we're talking. And wait, she, wait, wait! You glossed over a few things. Friend from high school, right? Yes. How did you greet one another? Was it a hug? Yes. Was it a, okay? How tight? Not very. Okay. Pelvis is back. You know the, you, the formal. Okay, you friend went in top hug. heavy, top heavy man hug. T H M H. Oh, you went top she's going to be so hug. upset with you, Ryan. Don't make it weird. She's going to, you know, Mary. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I, I don't know this, but she's, what she, I've heard of, of her, she's is a married delightful. lady. We don't want to make it sound like, you know, you're a creep. Yeah, hashtag not a creep. Okay. Yeah. It's been established firmly by now. So um, it was a hug greeting. So you knew this person pretty well. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yep. Yeah, for years. And she's actually come out. Her and her friends from high school have been out to gigs of mine 
in the past, cool. like way back. Um, so she's talking about the podcast, and she brings up this. She goes, have you ever seen the movie Perfume? And I'm like, no, what is that? She's like, well, it's a weird movie, and I thought of you guys. <laughs> so Just plain check weird. It, check, yeah, check it out and see what you think. <laughs> so I did, and oh, my God. So you are what a movie. You're putting this one under the category of just plain weird, because it's you know affiliated with uh, with DreamWorks, obviously. Right. It's a German. It's a German film, financed um, in in a way independently, but and it's like it's a DreamWorks movie. So we're we're saying it's a uh, it's just plain weird. It falls under the for sure, but <laughs> it, at the end of the film, it does say German, French, Spanish co-production. Yeah. So that makes it. Quasi-independent, I guess. And I am shocked, sir. I am shocked. What? At this. This, what I feel like maybe is a betrayal, and I'm more bemused by it, but I can't believe when she said perfume, you didn't say, I got a friend, Ryan, who loves this movie. I didn't know. Yeah, I know. This is another thing we briefly discussed this morning on our yeah. conversation. Well, and when I when I called you and told you about the movie... yeah. You know, and I'm, I was like, hey, it's not an independent. What do you think? You know, it's called Perfume. This is your exact quote, and I can remember it right in my ear. Uh-huh. I fucking love that movie. <laughs> and I'm like, of course you do. Yeah. I've never heard of it, never seen it. And you tell me you've seen it at least 12 I times. I feel like this is a big movie. And then you're like, I've read the book. Jess has read yeah. the book. And I'm like, there's a book? <laughs> I own it on DVD. I have the soundtrack on compact disc. So you would have, yeah, and, and unbeknownst <laughs> to me, I'm I'm picking this thing, and you know you're absolutely already yeah infatuated if, with it. If I'm trying to reach out and connect with listeners, yes, I just said compact disc DVD in the same sentence. I have all of them. Yeah. So there's a little bit more of to this, this film to the story. Um, so oh, Mary so after has the a hug. Yeah, um, yeah. Did she slip well, like her is, number? Well, this is this is what. <laughs> oh, behave. It's not going that way. Okay. This is what uh, I found out, you know, emailing her and telling, give me the story and how you found this film. So it turns out there's a group of six ladies called the Wine Moms that have known each other for 20 years. So a shout out to the Wine Moms and uh, a little independent. Did they have a hashtag or anything we can promote? We, we, they do now. Like now? When you, when you do your write-up, right, you can put that hashtag well, I, Wine I Moms in there. I would assume to, you know, give them... Full credit. Well, no, no, no. I don't know if that's a real a thing or not. You know. Well, that Mary's daughter named that group that. Cool. So that's what they. That's go awesome. By. Yeah, and uh, one of the one of the ladies in the group named Jen. Shout out to Jen. She is a French speaking, um, lady who shops for antiques, and it turns out she was up here in Harbor Springs, about an hour north of where the studio is. Shopping with a friend, and and I'm embarrassed to say I've never heard this term before, but in this in her text, shopping with a francophile friend, or should we say franc, like francophile, in, like like in what swimming pool, franc. It means a person who is totally into French language. Oh, cool! We're getting like, like you didn't know what that word meant. In the room, like this is for real. I love it because I I saw that word and I'm like. What the fuck? <laughs> you know, maybe it, it sh- should have come up in and around, ooh, ooh, in, in, or, in and around the swimming pool episode. Yeah. Because it was so French. Franco-filed. Well, 
well, wine moms, that's that's your new movie to watch, Swimming Pool, and then you can oh. yell at us later. Oh, yeah. Check out that episode. That's a good one. <laughs> it's a murder mystery? Yes, and we do love the French. If, if you really get to know Todd and get to know Todd. You know what I mean? Everybody, I want to learn French. Everybody. Remember at work we had a French lady working there in HR department, and she would stop by the lunchroom, and, oh, her, yeah. and her accent yeah, was so French, she it was, was hard to yeah, understand she was her. lovely, yeah. I could listen to her talk all day. I mean, she I just hand her like here here's a recipe book. Here's yeah. an encyclopedia. And he would just, do it. He just would, read he would out bring of this. like like letters from home, like from his mom and be like, "Would will you read this for me, please?" <laughs> He'd bring his shampoo bottles. Will you read me a bedtime story? Yeah. And I was like, "Dude, she's in HR. You probably shouldn't be doing this." Oh, yeah, see. Yeah. Is that what happened? Yeah. Is that what happened in the lunchroom? He, he brought like results from his latest blood tests, you know, just like to demonstrate <laughs> how healthy he was. <laughs> No, will you please read this? <laughs> yeah. Just read this, the results of these blood tests. USDA will, will prime yeah, choice. I think that says virile. Can you say that in French? <laughs> virile. Sorry. We're going to learn a, Did I do a lot of words story? that yeah, we don't want to learn. Uh, and that's really right, cool. So, so Francophiles. Yeah. So the, the two Francophiles were uh, shopping in a store, and the lady running the store had a French accent. So Jen engages in a French conversation with her. Nice. And as in speaking in French. And then it turns out the book came up. Now here here's here's the quote of the night because this absolutely killed me. When when she texted Mary back, um saying after the conversation she was retelling, you know, what she remembered and mm-hmm. how she discovered the movie. Yeah. She said, I thought it would be a crowd pleasing chick flick. <laughs> that would be fun for us to watch. So, oh boy, I, 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 I love. I mean, I just want to break that down. I just want to bring that up throughout crowd the movie. Pleasing. Yeah, as we're talking about all the things that are going on There's in this movie. There's a crowd pleased in this movie. Heyo, <laughs> you think that's where it comes from? Did you plan that? That was there her was quote. A crowd please. So maybe crowd was pleasing. That what she was talking about chick flick. Ooh, because there's there's kind of how like, could you? So there must have been a breakdown in the in the language because she was referring the book to her. Ref, um, and well, how could you get a crowd pleasing chick flick out of that book? No, You've read the me. book. I, I have. Yes, I have. And and this was one. Justin and I were talking about this last night. Um, is who who brought this book to us? As a couple, because it's always her, and I have a sneaking suspicion this one was me for some reason. I don't you know read why. it first, maybe? Yeah, or, or just found found it, and you know, I may have read it first. Oh, or you read saw it the cover. Together. You no, saw that like, provocative I, cover. The and book you went, oh, cover, yeah. you know, because we read it before the movie, so the cover of the book I had was different than the movie cover. I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love the movie cover. I, I told you like that. I always thought that would have been kind of a cool concept <laughs> for a tattoo. You know, with like the flowers, like the lady splitting and the flowers coming, you know, out the middle. It's kind of in shadow. The middle and it's of pretty the provocative. Split. Like like in a sidewalk where they they come up through the, the yeah. middle. And it's you know, so I guess I could if you read the book are you trying to say crevice? Are you trying to get me to go back to uh breach. Most beautiful island and go to a breach? Well a reverse breach? A reverse breach. I see what you're doing, you minx. You you do you well, you random minx. There's a lot of Randy minxes in this movie, and there's a there's a unique white elephant, like sexual white elephant in the movie too, which is great because, it, you know, as I said, I read the book. It was 
phenomenal. I, I love the book and, and I'll try to kind of pepper, you know, as we talk, not with too much of the book, but there's some things that really bear, you know, adding to the conversation from the book that the movie does miss. So, um, and a lot of the criticisms are, are kind of similar, but I will tell you, having read and loved the book, I, and I would have told you back in the day yeah. that they're making this movie and there's, you know, a lot of talk about how, you know, it's, it's infamously known that Stanley Kubrick said it couldn't be filmed. You know, they approached Brian De Palma, a lot of other directors, and they passed. And, and Kubrick infamously said, you know, this, this book is unfilmable. And you could look at it from a couple of different perspectives. Yeah, you have to convey that this main character can smell everything and yeah. can see for hundreds of miles through smell. And break down, like, the dirt that it grew in and, you know, like, yeah. like a sommelier. Exactly. Uh, but scent. to yeah. the 9,000th degree. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to a, they, to a superhuman level. Like a dog. And then there is a, and, and there is a giant orgy in the book of epic proportions, thousands of people. And you, you read the, and, and it's, it all, it, flo- it I mean, it's, it's an odd thing. Obviously you don't read or hear about that kind of thing every day. But it's in the book and it's not, <laughs> you know, overly lascivious and it's not, you know, grotesque in, in the descriptions. You know, it's not like a penthouse forum, you know, but it's very clear <laughs> I that. I can't believe this happened to me, but. You know, some shenanigans are going on <laughs> and there's going to be like the largest awkward next day walk of shame ever. An entire town. In yeah. Fact. Yeah. So much so they, they <laughs> wiped it from all memory. Yeah, so which we'll talk about. When one we get to could that point. assume when you hear that they're making this movie. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, they're not doing that. They're just going to skip. We'll gloss or, over that. <laughs> or I, I don't know. So then my interest was piqued. Yeah. And then honestly, it may sound a little pretentious, but to find that because I followed the movie when it was being developed, you know, and and to find that it was a, a German or a European production, maybe go hmm. So. That that may be there may be a better chance of not like you know me being a perv like go oh, see this big orgy but how are they gonna handle this? Yeah, I know where your mind went. The French have no problem filming filming an orgy. Neither do the Germans. Spanish, I don't know. I'm going by the co-production. Oh, oh, list. gotcha. Okay, that where was you deep. would say Sorry, that was you deep. would yep. say in the U.S. Absolutely. they would be like banning this. You know, you well, can't I don't show know. that. You know, because the U.S. remake of um, a Girl with the Dragon Tattoo was was just as intense in a way, and so you know, I, I <laughs> yeah, that scene was so fucked up. I mean, and, and yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's <laughs> fucked scene, up no matter what. Yeah, from any angle, no matter how many <laughs> shadows you put on it, but they could. Doesn't that take us right back to that word or that band name? What was Analepsy? the name of that band? Analepsy? Analepsy. Yeah. Well, I don't know what analepsy is. I it's, didn't look it's, that in that, it's in that movie you just brought up. Well, if it is a thing, yeah, I'm sure all the things that happened to that guy, analepsy would have been one for sure. But, you know, it's it's one of these <laughs> things that, okay, that gave me, like, they're going to do something with this and make it, make a go at it. Yeah. And, and they sure as hell do. They do. They did it. And I've not, I haven't read the book. Um so, which is the case for all of our movies, because I just don't read novels. Yep. Um, so one last quote to, for Jen, and then uh, we can pick these up and throw them out throughout our, our podcast here if we remember them. But I just found this found this a really great line. So 
she she's just kind of writing her monologue and said, I can't remember the name of the store, but some things only exist for a star-crossed moment. And here we are, Ryan, doing the movie. Wow. Zen. I, I, I feel that, yeah. That, that, is that, that's a Zen moment there, right there's there. There's some beauty in that. Indeed. Sometimes things only exist for a star-crossed moment. Well, it's, it, again, I think there are some very independent elements to this. So, again, it's uh, Perfume, the Story of a Murder, 2006. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> you always, Yeah. <laughs> You're a, you're, a, do I, I don't transition well. Is that, that's the thing. No. Because I'd love for somebody to go back. That was called a hard cut. I'd, I'd love for somebody to go back and edit together all the times you've gone moving right along. Or, yeah. Or, oh, there, trigger. Or, or if I've like abruptly moved us in a different direction. <laughs> well, you, you were like, you were going to, uh, to Meg Ryan and saying, I have no response to I that. I have no response to that. And, and, and that happens. Going on to the next scene. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, you know, hopefully people like that about us. And if you know that line from Meg Ryan, what movie that's in, please email us at Brian. a little independent podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. And all it means is that we're soulmates. That this movie, if you, if you know and love that movie, for, for Ryan, yeah, for, for Ryan and I is a movie that, very few people like, and Ryan and I absolutely love, and we're so and has bonded us for life. Yes, yes. And I'm I, I'm conceiving a a giant tattoo on my thigh oh, to yeah. this movie. So the description of our film today is, and <laughs> you know, I will I'll say I um, just speaks French, and she does. I love it. I think it's. I so need to cool. learn French. And and you know, honestly, I think everything she does is cool. The fact that she plays the cello. You know, the fact that she's Middle Eastern, but, you know, and she doesn't speak French enough. And, you know, I'm a dick because I don't ask enough, to be honest. But I think it's really cool. You don't have her read the recipe book like I suggested earlier. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She'd I be mean, like, what is wrong with you? She, you know, well, she just kind of, you know, next year we're married 20 years. And so we'll need to spice it up. So I'll uh, be like, honey. Yeah. Read, read these tax forms and in from that French. Give me your best French, French accent. Yeah. So uh, what I, my point is, uh, I am not great with the <laughs> French accent. So if I um, butcher any of these, yeah. Clarice, you know do you spend? Do you speak French? Nope. <laughs> Probably never will. No. Clarice. All right. I just thought maybe we could get some French no. words thrown in here. That's good. That, you know what? But it's cool. She could have pretended. Because oh. as but, we just, I've never met uh, her before, never heard of her before. So this is a complete stranger to yeah. me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what her powers are. Do you know any lines in French? Can you give us like, merci beaucoup or something? You know, that was awful. C'est la vie? No. There, there you That's go. C'est la vie. C'est la vie. C'est la vie. Escargot. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, you're doing so the, you're now, doing the. Now it gets hack. <laughs> we, I mean, like I, I said, the, this I is going to be a 17 hour podcast. So anyway. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm not gonna say things like like a a Midwestern American, but I'm not gonna try to French them up. I'm gonna try to be somewhere in between. Well, we always do that. Ho ho! You know, know. that's all we got. I'm just giving my disclaimer right now. This is what I'm gonna do. It's not gonna be Traverse City guy, uh, like I am. (laughs) It's not gonna be. I'm trying to pronounce it like French. I'm gonna be in between. So uh, the description: Jean Baptiste Granouille. 
born with a superior olfactory sense, creates the world's finest perfume. His work, however, takes a dark turn as he searches for the ultimate scent. Your thoughts? <sighs> yeah, I, it's it's pretty accurate, except the the world's finest scent, I think, is what he's kind of searching for or to create. I'm bummed out by this description. I don't love it at all. And 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 almost to the fact that you know, you know, I'm a word guy. Anybody who listens to the podcast, they know. If there's a drinking game about like dumb words I use or outdated words I use, that would be great and I'd love to know it. But you know, the use of olfactory bums me out. Like you don't have to do that. And it doesn't it's not super grabby. Yeah. To me. You know what I mean? It just doesn't So Yes, he does this, but so we should just rename it a crowd pleasing. I, I don't know, and, and we've talked about this before. You know, they don't write these descriptions. IMDb, I don't know who does, but it doesn't totally grab me. But it's billed as a crime drama fantasy. Uh, there's crime, that. there's drama, fantasy. I always go to sci-fi and fantasy. We have this conversation a bunch. Yeah, where and I, you say that, and I say horror. <laughs> because, well, there's one of those in here. In I the mean, movie. and I'm going to say this now, and I, I, I've said it from the book, horror. We'll get to the whores. Okay. I thought you like to uh, say whore. Uh, all right. uh, yeah, I thought you were, okay, you got it. All right. I got you. I'm yeah. looking at those eyes of yours. We're locked in. <laughs> the baby blues. Yes. And I referenced the baby blues in the uh, uh Emilio Estevez's baby blues in my uh, Facebook post. About Ooh, the you you referenced his, not I mine. His. his are stunning. Oh, I mean, thanks. I don't think we talked about it enough. Now I'm getting jealous. But, um, oh, I just went off topic. What was I saying? Who? Yes. Anyway. <laughs> what happened? I was bummed out about the the uh, crime drama fantasy. Sorry. And I, I, I'm going to go on record as saying I think he is a superhero. And he's one of the best... Oh, horror movie villains ever, in a way. So who is but, the protagonist? But he's the not the villain, right? Yeah. So that's where. But he's not a protagonist. A lot of negativity about this movie uh, has to do with I don't identify with the lead character, and sorry, I don't, and I don't mean to discourage that, but um, I do, and I think a lot of people do because this is a movie about isolation. Yeah. It's a movie about not feeling like you shouldn't have been or not belonging. And then when you find a purpose, you are fanatical about it. Now, admittedly, he takes this a little far. Yeah. Well, when we go through the movie, his upbringing, his upbringing created this, this beast. Indeed. Yeah. And there's a lot to the psychology of him. And it's, it's really well done in the book. What, is, what does Hannibal say about our Billy wasn't born a murder? He was oh, he created was one by systematic by abuse. Eight. Over many many years, something a lot of paraphrasing, but it, it flows off the tongue. That it line. fits fits Very right much. in there. It does. Um, so crime drama fantasy. I don't, I don't know fantasy because there. I don't yeah. think there are any fanatical elements to say that you could harvest. Well, yeah, no. There's huge fantasy elements. Forgive me. I would add horror because I mean there are a couple of good jump scares, um, but there's there's no blood. But I think what happens is horrible. <laughs> so know, that there, word's in there. Some, <laughs> there yeah. You know, imagery. And, and yeah. again, perfect for this, this film because, you know, as I said, and 
You know, what does it say about me? But I, I, I think it's it's phenomenal, and I love and all I, these aspects I was, of it. I watched it three times, and it got better each time. And the cinematography is just just beautiful. There's a lot of hate for this movie. Holy it, it is so beautifully shot um, and lit. It had to be done on film, right? Do you did you get that or not? No, I didn't. Actually. I didn't. I didn't either. But it so looks like it's on film and it's lit. got a decent budget. So we uh, we start with our lead actor, dun, dun, dun. and uh, Ben Wishaw as John Baptiste Grenwy. And uh, I'm going to ask you. I know, but have you seen him in anything before? Well, <laughs> this is so. Fun. So so yeah. The answer is no. And then when I'm doing my homework, right? We like we do. We go to IMDb and we scroll down what but he's you'd been watch in. Watch the movie first. I had already seen the movie. Okay, maybe even twice. This makes it even better. Yeah. So I watched it like a week ago, and then two days prior to here, I did the deep dive. You know, like I text you. I said I'm dousing myself in perfume for the next two days, or immersing it was myself. Really erotic. Was it? I had Jess read it to me in French. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, we're, out, we're way out of control. So I'm going down his movie list, <laughs> and, I, and I literally picked up my phone and, and texted the group text, and, and I said, fuck me, that's Q, <laughs> which means Q from the James Bond movies from Skyfall Forward. And I had no idea, none. I, I still, even watching it today, knowing that, don't recognize him as Q. In that's, a lot of weird ways, that's one of the weirder texts I've ever gotten. Yeah. Did Fuck you, me, it's Q. You have a read that in French. Out of context, it was weird. <laughs> so when, in I had not seen him in anything either. And um, so his first credited film, uh-huh. and this is what makes it so unique okay. about him being who he is, is his first credited film, 1991, a World War One film called The Trench. Have you seen it? I have not. No, no, I don't think so. Starring one Daniel Craig. No. And he's also in a movie called Layer Cake. Yeah, with I saw one that. Daniel Craig. Yeah, and I don't remember him from that, but. My favorite line, as I remember from Skyfall, is, you still have spots. Yeah. Like a cub. You, you, you look a little confused. You so still have spots. Yeah, like a, like a fawn. Is that a good Daniel? You still have spots. Like a cub. Yeah, there's there's the British guy. He says, um, he, he says something about age is no guarantee of wisdom or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's tête-à-tête. And I love him as Q. But he is also great as Grunwee. Um, he, uh, also starred in a, well, his first starring role was in a movie called my brother, Tom, which I haven't seen. He's been in a whole bunch of really cool things. He's in cloud Atlas, which I <laughs> shut off. And it's that one of the be, few movies I actually shut off while watching again, it. listeners divide in the room right now. I couldn't could get be, through it. Could be straining marriages right now. I pull, I cloud Atlas. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm on record. I like it a lot. Um, I like it a lot. You know, this director directed it. So, you know, yeah. along with the Wachowskis. Yeah. and a lot of a lot of his staff. The Wachowski siblings. And um, so it's, that's interesting. And he is Q, but I said this earlier, is he going to be best known as the voice of Paddington? Well, that's that's where uh, I've never seen Paddington, but we the have movie? somebody in the room that has. Actually, yeah. I have not. I just know he's Paddington. Well, didn't you yeah. tell me you loved that movie? No. No. I've never seen it. It sucks. I've never seen it. 
he's a little bear with a blue coat and he likes marmalade or something and he goes to jail that's all i know so it's just it's <laughs> he's just like cutie cute he's like ernest in that way did you know he goes to jail and then <laughs> and then paddington <laughs> finds an alter ego and becomes bad paddington he slicks his hair back and he starts smoking cigarettes and calling dames broads. So like Spider-Man and Superman kind of stuff where they have yeah. a, a dark, dark. I think that whole bit about Ernest deserved more. I, I, I yeah, I got it. I was it. trying to think I of it was one, two it. or three that 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 was, you so, know, right? Yeah, but Paddington, you know, these movies are beloved. I mean, they're beloved. My son still listens to Paddington. I think he sucks. He, he's the worst. He just brings nothing but devastation and destruction to the everything. The character. And in general, I hate characters like that because all I'm looking at is the property damage. I'm like, this is just a nightmare to deal with. He floods their house immediately. I'm like, all right, now you got to deal with that for the rest. But it's cute because he's a talking bear. And Clarice is right. He loves marmalade sandwiches. And you'll hate the word marmalade because you'll hear it so much. We're at a disadvantage. Neither one of us have anyway, actually but seen it. As a voice actor, he's perfect. He's perfect for this bear who, again, despite my better nature, is adorable. So look at his arc. Paddington, uh, perfume, uh, you know, and one, of the, one of the earliest serial killers. I mean, he's given Jack the Ripper a run for his money, right? We know he kills 13 plus. Now there's an additional one in the beginning. 14. He's got 14 to his credit. Jack the Ripper only did five. Yeah. And then loser. he goes on to be Q, the, the super intelligent. British, uh, but the you know, young, you know, the origin. He is he is baby Q, barbecue. Q, <laughs> isn't he? I mean, isn't that the 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 point? Is he supposed to be young Desmond Llewellyn essentially, or the youngest Q? I never thought about that. Uh, okay, this is we need to get the James Bonding guys in on this, or yeah. and I should know because I listen to that. Well, podcast. they can email us at little oh, into God. <laughs> A little independent. We're giving you everything Gmail. we got, <laughs> everybody. We, we, we love quit we love, our day jobs. We, we love need those guys. Something else, people, please. Yeah, if those guys give us a shout out, you know, we'll fall so down. So anyway, and, I will give credit where credit is due. I'll roll around in marmalade. Is that in a thong? Ooh, and I think you know, yeah, this movie has probably created powerful fetishes, <laughs> but in French, no, literally. But he, you know, Paddington 2 is, we talked about this today, is, is renowned for like being the best movie ever. Yeah, that's what you it's told like me. And it's like, no, Citizen every, Kane, every celebrity, Doug, Godfather. Doug Benson, every podcast I, I have listened to reference the movie, whether it's a, mo- a movie podcast or not. But don't you always see Citizen Kane and Godfather like in one and two spot and all yeah, these but how often polls. do you watch those? Yeah, you probably how watch Paddington you watch 2 Paddington? all the time. If you have kids, right? You're yeah. always watching it. And Paddington 2 is like, the the isn't it the the it's a linchpin in a huge movie that just came out recently yeah isn't it Car- isn't it thor the thor movie what, what about is learning Pan- to be a dad i have no idea and having a daughter yeah so yes paddington 2 thor it, has a daughter with kira knightley i don't know what i just said is could be the most nonsense ever in the <laughs> history of the in the you, language also starring <laughs> Dustin Hoffman as Giuseppe Baldini. Have oh, you seen him in anything before? You know, he, he he's a newcomer, you know, he's yeah. just in obscure stuff. But so for the, I, I liked him to Rain Man. I mean, that was probably my favorite. Well, And so then Hook would be my second choice. His IMDb best known for, guess what those are? 
The first. Oh boy. Yeah, so it's four movies best known for. Marathon Man, um, Hook, uh, Rain Man. You know the two that I said, and Mrs. Robinson. Right on two accounts. Best known for The Graduate, Tootsie. Ah, oh, fuck. I forgot about Tootsie. Rain Man and Midnight Cowboy. I'm walking here. Um, <laughs> and, you know, so I, I know he's not an indie actor, but, you know, I, I do just kind of briefly on Dustin Hoffman. I, I think he's in a weird way. I'll say I think he's oddly cast in this. And and a lot of the reviews, people say he's the comic relief. And I, I, I don't know. I, I said this to Jess last night, and I've always felt this. They and the filmmakers were thrilled to get him, like oh, yeah. amazed. And I get I love well, the yeah. fucking guy to death. He's you got amazing. a big name. But he's Giuseppe Baldini. I know I and I I kind of remember from the uh the book that he's an Italian perfume perfumer or perfumier perfumier and he's in paris he's on the down slope is should he have a an italian accent should he have a french accent he just kind of sounds like dustin hoffman he 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 was kind of hookish in his performance don't you think because all the makeup and the hair maybe and again the gravitas of having him as as that actor as in that in that role is great but if it was an unknown with the same level of engagement. Yeah. You know, did you need comic relief? Because when people said, when I was reading comic relief, I'm like, I don't find any humor in this movie at all. <laughs> so maybe these are fucked up individuals who are like, oh, it's funny when he pulls the cat out of the Olympic and oh, because oh, oh, yeah. that's what he sounds like. Oh, what are you doing? A perfumer. You can't. You got to go to grass and ah. And it just, it, it, but he's fucking amazing. He's great. Um, but I, I find like kind of miscast in a way in movies like Sphere and Outbreak, you know, that yeah. run in the 90s where they kind of yeah. put him in action sci-fi movies. But he's just the shit and he's the greatest. What's your favorite? Greatest Dustin Hoffman. My favorite Dustin Hoffman movie? Yes, sir. Uh, gosh, I don't have one. I, no? Yeah. I don't, I, I, I don't know. Um, I'd probably have to go with Rain Man if I was forced. If I if I base it on performances, it's just so hard, you know, because he's so good. But so what I what I thought I would do is use this podcast as a way to, you know, expand myself a little bit. So I would share a movie <laughs> of that actor, like a big actor of theirs I've never seen. So I'm going to try to see Lenny, uh, Dustin, the, the uh, uh, biopic of uh, Lenny Bruce. I've never seen that. Oh, OK. So, I'm going to see Lenny. Because um, Dustin, you know, needs some promo. He's, you know. Yeah. Not, so I thought I would take well, this. You know, he, he needs that little extra push to make it. Yeah. But it just helps me see something I haven't seen. Uh, and also in this kind of, in this note, in this realm, talking to notes, is Alan Rickman. Uh, again, little known actor, Alan Rickman as Rishi. Yeah. So. Dearly departed. God, got, I miss this guy. I know. Since you've brought up him, I'm going to, I'm going to do your. What do we call it? Your, your audio I brought up. I'm brought up. You're I'm always right making fun. Uh. Stop. Like my like my beloved Rudolph would say, "Stop making fun of me." Oh, no, nope, you're not doing that. And I'm not dragging you down nope. that rabbit nope. hole. So yeah, you're what about for, what about the so beloved? Alan I'm Rickon? picking your. What do you call it when you play the clip? Your your soundbite. You have a word I for it. I don't know. Uh, clip, I guess. Your yeah. your your sound clip. Yeah. 
I'm picking the speech of the 12 blows by Alan Rickman as your sound bite. Oh, Just, man. I'm, I'm calling it right now. Okay. Um, cause that would have been my soundbite. That's, that's my pick. I really hope you recorded the birth of Jean-Baptiste Renoir. Grenois. Grenois. So we're going to be all over the board on the pronunciation of the either hero or anti-hero's yeah, name. Our, fr- our French speaking <laughs> listeners are, are, they've probably so shut us off by really now. really quick, uh, Alan Rickman, best known IMDb. What do you think? Oh, yippee Okay. Was that loud enough? That was very loud. I tried to. That was I like the, the energy. I that was it. from the diaphragm. Yeah, I felt it. <laughs> aim for the diaphragm, folks. You aimed. You aimed for the huevos on that one. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's one out of four. <laughs> you okay? Yeah, I think was, he's having a good time. Are you that good? that was. Are you okay? I think that was funny fun. shit. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> This I'm, is what we're I'm, I'm at a beer and a half right now, oh, so you know, Uh-oh. you know, you know where my level Let's is. Let's get right? this motherfucker passed out on the table. <laughs> That's what I want. Face just, yeah, face out. down. That's good podcasting. Well, I mean, Clarice I think you can will just an... knock me out of the chair and take over. And I think the you podcast win awards will be for infinitely better. Yeah, I think you win awards yeah. for podcasts like that. So, all right, IMDb best known for Alan Rickman. What do you think? Four can movies. I guess one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Harry Potter. Which. Pliskin. Oh God, I don't know. There's like eight. You could call me Pliskin. <laughs> Mr. Potter. Call me Pliskin. Um, Alan Rickman is not in Escape from either New York or L.A. Yeah, so but he's Snake, can't. right? He's Severus Snake. <laughs> what? Snape. With a P. Uh-oh. Hey, Harry the- Potter fans, if there are any of you, <laughs> I am sorry. <laughs> I was just in Harry Potter World a couple of weeks ago. I loved every key? GD second of what it. Is a, what is a Snape? Snape. Um, a name? You know what? We're going we're gonna to go ahead and defer that to another day and time. But <laughs> that is his name in... Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and tell you his best known for, uh, Die Hard. You were right. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Okay. Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street, full title. Okay. And I was so delighted that this is what he is, one of his top four, I think one of the best movies ever made, I saw in the theater. Is it a wine movie? No, it's Galaxy Quest. Oh, yeah. Oh, he was so awesome in that because he was so annoyed with everything. And that that might be the other thighs tattoo, to be honest. (laughs) Um and, you know, I, I give him so many props. your tattoo thighs. But for, like, Dogma, I love him in Dogma, Bottle Shock we've talked about. Yep. Um, and, and quickly down under. You know, he's the villain in that kind of, I think, unsung Tom Selleck. Oh, uh, God, that's way Australian back. Western classic. And again, Harry Potter. Harry Potter, 2001, he started that journey. 20 years ago. So you can forgive me for replacing yep. the P with an E. Yeah. And the movie to watch of his that I've never seen. Uh, oh, you remember The January Man, by the way? It's Kevin Klein. No. I love that movie. He's in that. Uh, but the movie of his I want to watch is Nobel's Son, 2007. Oh. Have you ever seen that? So you, you're picking another one that you haven't seen, yeah. and then you're going to yeah. do it on your list. That's cool. No, just something to watch. Yeah. So no, have I you haven't. seen that one? Okay. All right. Uh, and so in, in the interest of time, I... I We've got there's it's a big cast. I, I want to call out to Rachel Hurd Wood, uh, who is Lara. Have you seen her as Lara? We La, do just La. We do your impression. Lara, that was that was beautiful. Do your drink, Lara. She's she's lost in the maze, Lara. 
do the drinking uh, game. I have her down as Wendy, right? Mm-hmm. She has 21 credits. And I want to point out that there were 16 birthday candles on her cake when she blows them out. Ooh. And when she filmed this movie, she was... When the movie came out, she would have been 16 and 06. She was born in 1990, yeah. so make 15. But she's basically the same age as the character in the movie, which we don't see very often. That and I true. just I thought that was pretty cool. She should have been 38. <laughs> For like, Hollywood standards. Like in Greece? Yeah. <laughs> Travolta and Olivia, yeah. high school students. I can play 15. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that first movie was the that 2003 Peter Pan, where I think Jason Isaacs plays both Mr. Is, Darling and Captain Hook. Is that the Robin Williams one? Oh, no. Hell no. That's Hook with Dustin Hoffman. It's me. It's me. <laughs> Try to stop me. It's me. It's Snape. Me. Snake. I love that movie. And that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother fist to cuffs with people is Hook. And Doug Benson. Doug Benson hates it. One of my heroes hates it. And he hates Clue. He hates two of my most beloved movies. All these shout outs to these people. We, you know, they, we, they, they, I know they don't need it, but they, you know, it's from my heart. Uh, and if it's bad pos- podcasting etiquette, so be it. I'm the bad boy. I'm the Charlie Sheen. No, I, I just long of, for the day that they shout out to us. Oh, well. We hope we are. Maybe I'm a little jealous. Uh, so this movie is written by a couple of people. One, Andrew Birkin. Uh, which is interesting. He wrote the TV version, a TV version of Peter Pan. He also wrote The Omen 3, The Final Conflict. So you're not going to give a shout out to Plum Girl? Okay. We're off the actors? Yeah. Caroline Herfirth. All right. The Plum Girl from which the whole movie, his whole insanity is based on. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And I got a... Yeah, that's a good she's, point. She's a German gal. Gal. You like that terminology, folks and gal, right? Good stuff. So (laughs) you're laughing at me. You just turn away from the mic. I love you. She has 44 credits, and uh, one one of one of the most important credits. You know, so you're picking movies you've never seen before. I'm going to pick the next one for you by Miss uh, Herfirth. Are you ready? Yep. 2013, suck me Shakespeare. Not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> Not even remotely. I. So that movie title is a translation. Not a creep. An, an English translation. <laughs> but don't you have to watch a movie called Suck Me Shakespeare? Not sure that I do. Uh, who's in it? <laughs> Tell me more. Her. Okay, that's Herford. not enough. That's not enough, sir. The the gorgeous, the, the overly the gorgeous redheaded virgin and, is and, in it. and waifishly well, thin uh, girl in this is in that. Suck Me Shakespeare. No, thank you. <laughs> A little roomy, thick. That's how you like your gals. <laughs> I'm just saying. They all were. I don't know. So is, is it, it? It's not a, a a pornographic film, is it? I'm just curious. No. Okay. Cool. No, because it was listed. Because that would be her regular movie credits. Amazing. I would have already like, watched it twelve times if it was. It's like just doing it in iambic pentameter. And <laughs> yeah. And the- <laughs> Did that not land? Okay. We, we well, have to, yeah. Well, that was we a nerdy joke, up, I We guess. have to look up the words. Okay. You know? Okay. Well, it's... it's Clarice, it's, if you're not horrified yet, you know, give us a little more anyway. time. We'll I get there. Listen to the podcast. Oh, that's right. All um, of them. All of them. So... All in, the, in the back of the, the van. <laughs> I played the back... I played the podcast in the van down by the river. Yeah, you should have said you were forced. Yeah, I was forced to listen. It's such a weird way to meet somebody. It was it was part of the mental programming. Are the authorities on the way? I mean, like she. No, they don't know where we 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 fixed her GPS to a different location. 
That's cool. I think I did that. Yeah, actually. that's and rad. It, and it was an apartment building, which which is so appropriate yeah. for the, what we're discussing. All right, Ryan is Ryan is like frothing at the bit to get back. No, at no, it, I'm not at, frothing. I um, that's just uh, yeah, that's just a little spittle. That's called cottonmouth. Y'all know what I mean. Anyway, oh. <laughs> uh, it was also written by Burned Eichinger. Um, and I'm sure I did a tremendous job with that name. Yeah. But it's uh, he also he wrote uh, Downfall, uh, which is a 2006 movie about Hitler's final days, which also stars Bruno Gantz, who also stars in Wings of Desire. No way. There you go. So another crossover. Uh, he plays Hitler in the film. Our most beloved podcast of all. There Wings you go. Of Desire. It's Ryan's, a fan favorite. Ryan's blind date. See, if we have like anybody listening who get tattoos of the podcast, I'm sure there's tons of Wings of Desire tattoos. Okay. <laughs> Crickets. I hope there's not. Um, and uh, it was uh, well, also it written German. Uh, by uh, Tom Tykwer. Is that how to pronounce his name? And I just realized. I always go with you because um, you're way better I, than I, I, I would I be. I believe that's it. And uh, forgive me if I'm wrong. But uh, well, well known for Run, Lola, Run. Have you ever seen that? I, I am aware of it. I can't remember if I've seen it. I saw, you know, when I was going down the list that came up. Yep. And I'm like, I think I've seen that one before. Amazing movie. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, he gets a lot of props for it. It's it's featured on the poster of this film. And it's awesome. It's super, super awesome. It and won the Audience Award at Sundance. It's here. Yeah. The DOP, did you write him down? Director of photography? Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I it, It's just interesting. <laughs> I just thought the film was so beautifully shot that I, we I would want to. So Frank... Grebe, G-R-I-E-B-E. He also yep. he's also German, and he shot Cloud Atlas. He's a DOP on Cloud Atlas, also with the direct mm-hmm. same director. Cloud Atlas all over. The, it stink. Halle Berry this, and Tom this Hanks movie stink man. all over that one, I guess. <laughs> um, and directed by uh, the same gentleman, Tom Tykwer, uh, Run Lola Run. Uh, he directed a movie called Heaven in 2002 with Kate Blanchett and Giovanni Ribisi. Oh, wow. Never heard of that one. Never saw that. Uh, Cloud Atlas, along with the Wachowski siblings. And um, <laughs> a TV show from 2017 to 2020 called Babylon Berlin, about the 19, like a 1920s Berlin. That Sounds popped up cool. a few times with some of the other folks, too. So a lot, he's kept the same team together yep. quite a bit. And many of them are, are you know, are Seems German. Seems to be a trend in independent film and the movies we yeah, do. Yeah, well... Keep yeah, you're you know what you're getting around. Uh, Taglines. There's multiple. So here we go. I know you don't you don't peek. So here, here we, we go. go. I gave you my tagline in the beginning. So yes, you did. All right. Well, it wasn't Taglines. mine, but he lived to find beauty. He killed to possess it. Not bad. Based on the best-selling novel. Sucky. It's hot, isn't it? <laughs> Enter an intoxicating world of passion. Obsession and murder. And (laughs) obsession can cause the unthinkable. Don't like that one. Yeah. Uh, On the cover and the poster, on the book as well, uh, it's the the tagline is from the director of Run Lola Run, based on the best-selling novel. Okay. Budget $60 million, worldwide gross $135 million. Not that it matters, but just in case that's interesting. So they doubled. Two hour and twenty seven minute runtime, so lengthier. And then, that has to be our highest budget. Uh, it could 
B. 60 million. Won a bunch of awards. I won't go through all of them, uh, but I, I found it interesting. It uh, won the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films USA MTV Movie Awards Russia. The MTV Movie Awards Russia. It was nominated. The Ruskies. <laughs> Uh, a lot of German film awards, uh, and um, you trying to bait me to give a shout out to my to my Russian, you know, fan crush. Right? Are yeah. you trying to bait me? Oh yes. Okay, that's right. uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off. I yeah. can do it. But just in case, New York ate them. That's right. New York ate them. Uh, I watched this on DVD. How did you watch it? On TV. All righty. <laughs> If you're interested, it had previews. The previews, uh, Disturbia, Shia LaBeouf film, and Next, the film where I think uh, Nicolas Cage's hair decided to go insane. That's actually a not too bad a movie. It is pretty. It's pretty good. It's. Yeah. <laughs> I could see. How was your seconds. performance in that, Nick? Stellar. That's good. <laughs> um, and this movie opens. I, I think, um, you know, the kind of whole face there, not there in the shadows. Yeah. You know, it, it kind of begins at the end. And that's a theme to him. It's it's a theme in the book about not being seen, but it's really a right. haunting that intro. he's he, he doesn't have a soul. He's nobody. Yeah. And then he is doing what? He's sniffing. Yeah. He's bringing in the scent. Isn't it? It's a yeah. pretty chilling was, opening, right? It was like encapsulated everything. Yep. It does. In one shot. That was beautiful. Yeah. And uh, so this is somebody who's been caught, and he's clearly done something wrong. Um, if you just looked at the at the you know summation of the film, you knew he made a great perfume, and then things went horribly shitty. Yeah, he's apparently in, he's in chains and in a, in a yeah in an old old jail cell, and he's clearly been sentenced, and he's about to get beat twelve times or more. Yeah, what an, an awful old, this awful is an punishment. Old, what a, it's the twelve. The 12 blows. The 12 blows. He's getting sentenced. So he's getting dragged out to his sentencing being read off to the crowd that is cheering on yep. the punishment. Yep. It's a, it's just kind of a cool way to, to open a movie. You know what I mean? It's 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 you're in the the yeah. the time period immediately. Old punishment. Yeah. And what I liked about it, which I didn't catch the first time, was that when they read off the sentencing they said, in two days hence. So the scene we're seeing in the opening, right. and then when we get to the end, it picks up two days hence. Right. So from now, you know, it's all backlog. It's all, what do you call it, going backwards. There's a word I can't think of. You did it great. <laughs> what the hell is a gigawatt? Who knows? <laughs> we, just, we, just, we went back in time. We didn't need an automobile. No, I need it. a Francophile. That's right. To, to help me out. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yes, it is, it is It is seen. And then the whole movie pro- it's seen. proceeds it's not seen up flashback, to the who, two days hence. Yes, correct. Yeah, the whole movie is technically a flashback. Te- technically yeah. a flashback. I think that was the word I was looking and, for. Thank and you, and the book does a really good job, in, and that's what's fascinating about the movie, is making you, you know, s- smell is a central preoccupation of the film, clearly. But the thing that gets you most is how the film opens, and it opens, again, much to the chagrin of a lot of people online, with narration. You know, this narration didn't bother me at all, because I love aliens. Or no, alien. So clearly, John Hurt was the uh, person that we... (laughs) 
We and boy, the lead there. Did, boy, did he hurt in 1979 laying on a table. I'll tell you what, laying on the dinner table. Oh, oh. look at that. That was an old school show business joke right there. That, if you got that one, email us at a little independent. Heyo. <laughs> podcast.com. <laughs> no, dot Gmail. Dot at Gmail. You know what? Hey, is there a marketing person we in here? <laughs> What, we're 90, doing a really bad job. 97 episodes in, and you uh, she doesn't have it. <laughs> you, you did, you did yeah, message. we've got one email from Ryan's Ew. mother. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're dating us. You. We're, well, don't expose. Don't us. expose the, wait, wait, the, wait. the soft underbelly. But it, you know, the the idea of okay, we're in the 1700s. It's yep. Paris. It's France. The inciting incident sets us all up. But it fucking smells, and that's you know that's kind of the the this <laughs> overview is and and again yeah could you have have established that it smelled just by some of the visuals some of the like the flash cuts that you see throughout the film like oh, yeah. of just rotten fish you, and maggots crawling on you me. are cringing yeah and the, and the sound you know, so the, you may so, not have needed that in a way I don't know. The Stench Paris Fish Market, 1738. The Stench Paris Fish That's what it was called? That's what I got in my notes. Stench Paris Fish Market, 717-1738. Oh. I don't believe it was called the Stench the Paris Fish Market. The Fifth Child, but that was my take, interpretation of everything you were just well. saying. Yeah, you could. so we could smell the visual. Yeah, and it's the stench that gross. was the foulest in Paris. You could smell Paris before you could see yep. it. So I have a question for you. I have a serious question for you. Now, there is, you know, there are a lot of, sur- you've had, you've, you know, been a part of births. You've had kids, you know, and I hate to say you've had kids because you didn't have them. You're, you're, well, your there's, there's a guy that wants to say, the best, bit of, the best part about kids is making them. Oh, right. But you've been a part of birth, you know, and, and things could go wrong and things could be less than. Um, you know, less than optimal. Yes. Right? You know, we had kind of a challenge with, with the boy. It didn't go as planned. Um, but as far as less than optimal circumstances for a birth, let me run this by you. Um, you're working at the fish market. And I don't know. I, I'm assuming you're pulling a double. No, no, it's the morning. Yeah. And you haven't so showered early. since, yeah. since, I don't know, three years ago when somebody threw hot water on you. Exactly. In, okay. in anger, and it only hit your face. And that and hot water came out yep. of a two-story Parisian apartment, yeah. w- which was actually the bedpan. And it was probably mostly urine. Yeah, uh, mostly urine. Yeah, and and, um, and mixed, you know. And um, oh, there was fecal for sure. Probably, you know, little little turd dots, turd drops, <laughs> turd droplets. And uh, so you're standing there, and you know, you're opening up the old fish market, and um, ye old. <laughs> Um, not a doctor in sight, uh, fish guts everywhere, just really the worst of conditions and then just, uh, have the baby. So your thoughts on, on that is a like, you know, yeah. a rough scenario. Yeah. She, well, tough old gal, right? Just, oh, yeah. just right in the middle of the day, drops to the ground, pulls the legs back and heave hose and the sound effect of this, this, this child being born, the projectile didn't get me. You know what I mean? Oh, it got me. Really? It, that was the grossest sound. If Massimo Massimo were here, I would ask them how they made that sound because it was so gross. Well, yeah, I've, you know, I mean, but so, so skin of the wolf, food chewing was worse yes. than that. 
immensely worse. No way. Yeah. This and, is and, the and grossest that squirt. Me is saying worse things about me than anything else, to be honest. Oh. Yeah, it should have. By all standards, I should have been gnashing my teeth, but I wasn't. And you were like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Yeah. And But what's fascinating, but it's so <laughs> fucking intense. Did you record that? What? The burst squirt? The, whoa. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. You know, is that what you said <laughs> at the birth of any of your children? Like, did you hear the burst squirt? <laughs> Holy shit. Did you hear that? It just squirted right out there. The, I didn't know that. Is that the medical name, burst squirt? Wait. Hold on. She squirted oh. the burst, the BS. Oh, no, BS. That sounds like bullshit. The burst squirt, did you All hear right. it? Is there an editor? Is there an editor in this room? No. Can we? This is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me in my life. Birth squirt? Are you fucking kidding me? Did I, and did I record it? Like, like a fiend in front of my wife. Honey, did you hear that birth squirt? We got to get that down. Todd's going to love it. Only because it's so gross and you think it's, Nothing compared to the food chewing and skin of the wolf. I know, but that's not my quote. I, I, and I, yes, you're right. I did. I did uh, go with some extra audio in that particular episode. But I. So yes, uh, ladies and gentlemen, please watch, watch the movie God. so you can take in the birth squirt for yourself and for this hashtag, episode. Hashtag. Can I hashtag it? Yeah. For, Do it right now. Do it live no. for this episode. Um, when we we drop it, we will give you the exact time in drop the film it? that the birth squirt happens. When we drop the birth squirt. Okay. Um, so we're going to get you that birth squirt deets uh, as soon as we can. Um, Thank you. When we drop the old episode. <laughs> uh, so I love you using the word drop because it's know. so appropriate. I think we just end the podcast now. And I think it would be just beautiful. Like forever. I think we just walk away oh. with birth squirts. <laughs> is it, and is that's that a, it. Is that a mic yeah, drop? Like I think we're done and we just maybe do another thing. I mean, we've kidnapped a human, so we yeah. should probably handle can we, that. Can situation. we do a Toddcast? Yeah. Toddcast. <laughs> oh boy. This one, yeah. And in the description we are gonna say as a as a fan and well, yeah, I think calling this kind of a fan episode, you know, we're we're giving a little extra. A request <laughs> or uh no, what's what is it? It's a request. So right? the the date is set as the seventeenth of July, seventeen thirty-eight. And yes. you know, so I mean not to be made made light of because by our standards, right, that's a shitty way to give birth. But I bet that wasn't the only birth like that that day. And I bet somebody else market. had it worse off. Like two stalls down, like twins came out like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> two. <laughs> shit. God. And, and so. Wow, a double burst squirt. So, yeah. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> what is happening? What would that sound like? <laughs> <laughs> a double birth squirt. Oh, if Clar- Clarice wasn't handcuffed to the wall, she would be. She would have ran out of this room already. Yeah, you know what? That's the thing. I mean, at least you know you put a hole in the gag, which is nice for the for the talking, <laughs> to make it seem like you know wait, there's wait. There, there's consent here. Yeah. Although, um, all right, keep going, keep going. Well, what's what what happens is it, it's noted that this is the this is the mother of um of our lead character. And it is her first. Oh, oh, it's her birth. birth. Her fifth birth. Um, yeah. In this particular way. So she's done this 
four yeah, times and prior. It, she and it's again described this way in the book. She has this this oh, child. Really? She cuts the umbilical cord. She kicks it discreetly under the table and goes on with her day. Yeah, and when she kicks it under the table, it is amongst fish guts, fish yeah. heads, and that sound when she's the baby sliding forward through the fish guts, the gut squirt. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, the GS. yeah, the burst squirt into followed the by gut a gut squirt. squirt. Yeah, was was gnarly, and in you know again, this is so. What's what happens to the cord? It's just hanging there. Well, yeah. Because um, she stood up and went back to work. She, yeah, she did, and and she was she seemed mildly like a, a customer shows up. Fucking customers, right? <laughs> God damn it! I just I just gave birth. Um, it was inconvenient, not good for my career right now. So sorry. People but suck. Shit! Right Fucking away people. in the morning. Yeah. God damn it! And the guy's like, you know, do you have any quail eggs? She's like, fuck no, we don't have them. <laughs> and you know, and it's it's mentioned that all of her previous births but, were stillbirths. Do you see this? This is my bottom lip. And and so she, I mean, and it's so crazy. And and the sounds, oh. And so you know, they leave, pack up for the day, and this little fella isn't. Um, yeah. Well, they, the narrator says that all the other ones were stillborn, and she ex- to, in her defense, she expected that it was going to be another stillborn. Yeah. If we give her any defense, and then all of a sudden you, the baby but, decides differently yeah, and screams and out. I love that line. John Baptiste chose differently. Yeah, that, that's cool. And, it, and he reads it so well. And then he hollers and yeah, and then the crowds just descend on the mother yeah. and, and and boom right to the gallows. Boom. I mean they they have swift justice. Yeah. Oh yeah. In nineteen seventeen thirty eight France. It's kind of cool. And this I literally had this thought. Yes. It's cool that they cared. About that, like abandoned baby. Oh because yeah, clearly it could have been like clearly that whose orphanage. baby is this? <laughs> Kick it aside, like who's shove it, shove it in the garbage. Somebody left their baby. It could have possibly happened that way. You know what I mean? And yeah, so people cared. Spoken like a true Parisian from 1738. And then a little Londonish there, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing about the movie. Nobody has an accent, so it's fine. And it's all in English. It is the whole fine. movie. There's not a French word in the we whole thing. We got it. We goose babies is. And I think the line of about like his first sounds condemned his mother to death or something. Yeah. You know, so he's and throughout the book he's a survivor. You know, like he shouldn't have been, and he knows it, and and the world lets him know it, but he develops this thing that makes him unique, and that gives him purpose. Yeah, and that's why I love. Well, he's born with it, and and we'll we'll be honest. Like, there's some animatronic baby stuff happening, that um, it's unnerving. I mean, it looks. You know what I mean? Like, I either need it to be a real kid and not be in danger, or kind of look like it's clearly animatronic. You know what I mean? So the whole Chuck E. Cheese kind of thing creeps way, you out. And this one looked almost a little too real, but <laughs> is, I when knew he's it in the orphanage? No, well, all of it. All of it. Okay. So, you know, he's found and they chuck him over to an orphanage. <laughs> and that's one of those like yeah. you know, that you know, it's it's lightning out and Oh, yeah. Make room. And it's just kids upon kids upon kids. And yeah. How piled all in awful. one bed. And then they throw this baby right in the middle that starts crying. Yeah. Well, and that they're like, is it dead? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The girl says that. And yeah. then, you know, they're like, we should kill it because it's going to take food away from us or space away from us. And they literally start to smother this baby. Yeah. The, the, 
the the kid that had to move out of the way because for the basket. Yeah. yeah, takes a pillow. Or they're like throw it away, throw it outside. What if like, he, no, What if he screams? It. Yeah, let's kill it. Jesus! And how often did this shit happen? This is what they. This is what he grew up in. Yeah. So why does he have no identity? So why does he have, as, Why does he feel he's not loved? Oh, right, yeah, his mother immediately. Yeah. Mother did the the fish gut squirt yeah, with the him. The psychological scarring happened. Yeah, he, yeah. Second one. He he's he hadn't hit the floor yet. Yeah. So this is why he makes Jack yeah. the Ripper look like he just burst squirted out and immediately. <laughs> the term of the day. Well, again, we can liken it back to a crowd pleasing chick flick. Exactly. Right. You know, without a birth squirt, it just yeah, isn't a I mean, all, all, all chick flicks have a birth squirt, don't they? They sure do. And so they, the, the, the smothering thing happens. They, you know, thankfully this lady. Yeah, walks in. Senses like some tomfoolery is going on. <laughs> right. Like, heck. Tom oh, Fuller. no, you know, the first thing he does, and, and this is, sorry to go back, but, but the first thing he, because when they try to figure out if he's alive. The finger, oh, like yeah. the kid's finger goes towards the baby, and yeah. all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you see this little hand crack and like, grab the like finger. Like an alien. And pulls it towards, and you can tell and the baby's sniffing. Oh, they, that, they do the oh, sound. Yeah. That he's sniffing the finger. one of my favorite images from the movie, because it's so unique, it's different. Yeah. And they go, this kid's fucking weird. And yeah. that's when they decide, like, let's just kill him. It freaks him out. Oh, my and God. And that, that was really well, yeah. really well done. And again, now they have to... They have to narrate it because over the next, you know, the next it's mon- 10 to 12 years of his life. Montages. Yeah. And what's happening is that he doesn't speak. And I, I forget in the book if, if why. I think he just chooses not to. But he slowly starts to use this gift that he has. You know what I mean? And he starts to catalog every smell. And that's actually how he learns the alphabet. Yeah. And how he learns he, to speak is through these smell, cataloging smells. Yeah. And they did a decent job of, well, I, I got to really credit the writers in this movie because they did so much of the showing, not telling in this movie to capture the book. I mean, you can tell when they're, you know, capturing the, like what you're speaking of um, just by showing a particular scene. And it's capturing the yeah. essence of probably several chapters in the book. And it's and, super fun in the book. Yeah. As he you know, he doesn't know what wood is, but when he smells it, he just knows the descriptions. And what's what's magical about his mind is that he can compartmentalize yeah. everything. And when he's smelling, he's smelling the branch, but not only that, he's he's getting the history of the tree, the soil it exactly. grew in, how it, you know, he's a sommelier of scent. Yeah. So yeah, much it, so that it gives him ESP. Because when some kids are about to throw fruit at him, oh yeah, yeah. you know, I think he senses maybe that the 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 fruit moved, yeah, and he ducks out of the he way. He smells he smells it coming, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you know, there's another scene where he, you know, he's laying down and he he projects. I I think maybe, you know, you would maybe look at this as meditation or astral projection, right? Because he leaves himself to to he goes you know through a stream. And then he goes into the water and he senses a frog and then he senses the frog eggs. Yeah, he he's well, I mean, it's filmed like like he's physically, spiritually traveling, but it, he's, but he's visualizing what he's because smelling. Because we see that come yeah. to bear later in the film. Yeah, he's so how fucking cool. Yeah. And if you know that this is going to be a serial killer, 
Like either you think this is going to be a birth squirty romantic comedy or a murdery serial killer movie. This is interesting as a concept, as a character. This is unique. If you know nothing about it going in right now, at this point, you have no idea he's ever going to kill anybody. Right. I mean, he's. And I promise I will not say birth squirt anymore. But (laughs) it'll get grading. Did it make you think it it was a little. (laughs) It might have been a little too much, man. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks. Oh, look at oh, self selfless the, promotion. These, I think in the movie it, it tees him up really well, and it also, you know, tees up how awful this life is. But what is yeah. so, I, I dare I say, dare. admirable about this character, and again, maybe reading him, dare Ryan, dare he's driven like a motherfucker. He's going to survive, and that's a big theme in the book: survival. His 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 sense of worth, his sense of happiness is uh-huh. just living. So that's where everything's his, trying to kill. That's him. where his ground zero <laughs> is. Is you know I lived today. Fuck yeah, I I have everything. Now think about how your life would be if yeah. that was your square one. Well, really, that's how we should all live. Except he's a right going to be a and serial he has killer. No reason to. <laughs> But he's, so he's happy for what he has. And then when he grows out of this this orphanage, he's sold to the the what is it called? The the, the tannery. The, the, like a tannery. Yeah. And for what, ten francs is it? That's exactly right. Jeez. Yeah. And then immediately afterward, the Madame from the orphanage <laughs> is killed. Yeah. Her her throat is slit and she's robbed. Yeah. yeah. Which is a theme. Is a theme. Yeah. So the mother's killed immediately yeah. after, yeah. you know, and then as soon as he's sold, she's killed. This is funny. It's interesting. Because it happens every single time. And then the tannery, you know, is down that, the road. Is Okay. The tannery guy gets killed and then Dustin stupid? Hoffman gets killed. Is that the comedy? That's funny. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, now that I look <laughs> at it. I, I was just, I was trying is, to ascribe is it, more is meaning. It, no, I, I was no, trying to ascribe You're a comedic writer. I got to ask you, is it funny oh, if that's it's generous? Re- <laughs> that's if it's realized generous. several days later, you know, oh yeah, I guess that's funny. Is, is it? No, is it? And because I was trying, <laughs> and maybe this is the effect of this podcast, is I was, I was watching it through this lens and maybe trying to ascribe more meaning to it than... Because I, I, what this movie, what this journey, watching the movie this time for the podcast, yeah, I, I, he's a superhero. He's and, and not in in that way, but he's like a super villain superhero. He is, the, I, I believe, the protagonist and, and the hero wow. of the movie. But he is a well, let's, you know, he's he's a villain superhero because he's got super. Powers. That's actually kind of brilliant because the Night Stalker had all these beautiful groupies and he was like the most twisted yeah. sadistic ted bundy and we're going to get to why all these he groupies has, i think these and he's written with other worldly powers but he gets to this tannery where the life expectancy is five years but he works his ass off yeah like every he's a survivor day, like he's yeah. the last one and he's looking across the the snowy you know riverside to where paris is across the way and he just knows what lies beyond and all he has to do is survive another day. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, a prison, uh, yeah. like a prisoner of war or something, yeah. you know? And so I, you know, he starts to, to, to show value by the fact that he survived because, you know, and again, I think through the book, he's, he's survived multiple diseases. That's why he's so scarred. 
because he has survived multiple diseases. Nothing can kill this kid. Okay. So that's why the Tanner guy is like, there's something going on here, and maybe I should pay more attention to him. Yeah. So he decides to take him into town. So that's something from the book that wasn't in the movie. I believe so. Yeah. And, well, and, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you got to pick and choose, right? And I thought that was really cool. But this Tannery guy who looks fucking god awful, like he, he oh. got the he got the wrong end of the black plague. You know, he got all yeah. the bad shit. But he's huge on the face. He's monstrous. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, and he's like, you could never kill this character guy. actor for a tannery guy yeah. in the 1700s. And he's taking, because they have to do deliveries. So this is Grenouille's first foray into a place. Into town. That because, and this is the thing, what did you think of his, what did you expect for him when he got to Paris? I don't know. I mean, well, you're following him smelling. You know, he's just like in heaven because he's getting the trip there. And then when he gets into town, he's getting to the opportunity to use his, you know, his talent that he was born with in all these smells. Because, right. And I love I love the effects on his body where they had the tannery stains and they have that throughout the movie. And it shows like where he would have been wearing the skins over his shoulder and around his neck. Yep. And I just thought that was brilliant. Yeah, I mean, cool. that was so good little detail. That was so in character, and yeah, I mean, that was really well done. And you would think though, I thought he would hit Paris and have a sensory overload and fucking die. Yeah. But again, what I remember from the book he is he is <laughs> he is so disciplined that he wouldn't allow that to happen. He allowed himself and using the skill to like yeah compartmentalize oh, was, and not get overwhelmed he so was he's got in, this focus and this drive yeah and that's what makes him deadly you know and that's what makes him effective as a serial killer <clears throat> which that's what he is which is is just bonkers about this but he and hence what's interesting because he's brought along on this delivery they're delivering skins or you know tannery stuff and he just starts to wander off, and he wanders quite a bit. Well, he smells, he's following the smells, and he smells this perfume shop. Um, and he tracks to this perfume shop, which he did, probably didn't even know there was such a thing, right? Yep. And then we're introduced to the perfume, Amore Psyche. I gave it my best shot, Ryan. Amor what you and Psyche. Amor and Psyche. Um, A-M-O-R. Psyche. Psyche. Dustin Hoffman says Amor and Psyche. Amor and Psyche, yeah. And so this this must be, that's you know, a, That's what he's smelling. But it's a smell like another smell. He's, he's smelled the combination of things before. He smelled beer, but there's something about perfume. But he's never he's never had it distilled. Like he he didn't know that you could take a rose petals and make a you know an essential you, oil. So out you of think it he, that and is put what, it in a bottle. And yeah, he finds that out later. But that's what, what he discovers when he's peeking through the window is when they're spraying. He didn't know perfume existed. But like, what about alcohol? Like he'd seen alcohol and that's distilled. You know, the concept of of distillation. Maybe it, I'm, I was just always curious as to what it is about about perfume that that really drew him in. Well, he has to capture smell. That's what it ends and up being. he wants being. to capture all of them. He wants Every to smell. capture, we're about to find out, the smell of. So after the perfume shop in yeah. Amara Psyche, yep. he he gets another, another whiff, and he follows that. Yep. 
And it's a beautiful little basket full of plums, but the plums are like a greenish color. So I didn't know they were plums. Yeah. But they call them plums because plums are purple to me. Yeah. But maybe over in uh, in France where the Francophiles hang out, Yep. the plums are green. So when he catches wind and when he he gets her scent... And that's that's ultimately what this is about. Like I myself cannot. I myself cannot. So we have to make these. Re- so he's he's a multiple migs at this point. He he's, is yeah. smelling the scent he's, of a woman. I mean, hooah! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> hooah! Oh yeah! I smell a woman. That's good. That's good. I, I I'm smelling a woman sudsy warm and sudsy feeling from down over there that's good that's good <laughs> and he he is definitely and and what's interesting because they don't discuss this until later in the movie is he's able to to move amongst people relatively undetected you know he he catches you know the scent of you know i think he's drawn in by the plums but there's something and this is central to to the movie yeah is to the girl carrying the basket and it's you know the close-ups of you know, just areas of her skin and, and make it, she's a working girl. She, well, she's sweaty. The, so there's a theme that comes in with the plum girl. The musical theme? Yeah, that that's that's the song. And this, we should have mentioned the It's just beautiful and it's haunting. And they use it throughout the rest of the movie. Even before you see her, like when he's doing dreams of her and memories, you'll hear that theme come in and then you see her face. It's just beautifully done. Yep. Really effective. Yeah. And and you have the soundtrack on yep. what? On compact disc. Yeah, I love yeah. that. And you were listening to it. And yeah, I was listening to it on the um, Alexa device and, instead. Oh, okay. But um, <laughs> I couldn't find the compact. But you disc. like to have our copy. Yeah, I do. I, I if I I, I, I have it in my ca- I have a CD my... player in my car. Do you? All right, I can. Yes, I do. Yes. Okay. I do. I still use it. We're old school. And he, so he, and this is such a pivotal moment in the movie. Oh, this this is the he, this he is the gets, movie. You know, he he latches onto her, and and there's yeah. something about her. And they make it they make it very sensual. You know, she's got she's got the push up bra, the really low cut thing. Well, I don't know. The, the red hair curls down. I mean, he's like, sniffing the back of her neck. They keep they keep. Well, I think you know they the keep panning down to her breasts. Well, those are those are the the you know those zones are the most the erogenous zones. Yeah, I mean that are attributed that way. I didn't actually find it sexual at all. And I think that's where some people could be huh. like, uh, because so I'm a little weird then. No, no, not at all. And maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe on them, maybe something's going wrong with the old ticket. You know what I'm saying down there? <laughs> didn't arouse me like a chuda. A flaccid. Yeah. I, I, it, I, and maybe it's I'm just defending the movie because I like it, or you know I don't want it to be pervy. But it yeah. didn't strike me as pervy. What it what it it conveys to you is that he is right on her, and the the the, the filming is beautiful because at yeah. first you see her, it's black, and then you're like, oh, there's he's there, and then really slowly, and you're like, he is right there. Yeah, and you Sniffing. don't you don't know why she can't detect him until later in the movie. So I could see why people she are calling bullshit on it. It feels like something's wrong, but yeah, we but find out later so he doesn't have a like most people. Again, even with you'd feel an aura, yeah. there'd be something. Yeah, the hairs and, on the back of your neck would stand up like there's a creep and behind she me. Finally, smelling turns me. around when he's essentially in her lap, and she, she has a jump scare. Yeah, but she doesn't right away 
recoil. She's trying to sell him plums. That's how desperate times they're in. Yeah. And he in the book. <laughs> She's like two for a soil. What is a soil? I soil? do not know. And I didn't look at it. Because it's not fr- Frank's. No. no. It's no, a different it word. It must be like a dirt coin. Just like it's just a little dirt in a. Well, is a frank like a dollar? Right and maybe this was, you know, no, a dime or something? It's probably just some kind of peasant currency or something. I'm worried. It's literally <laughs> a like a trade like coin. Dirt. There's trade coins. Something. It's non government issued. We're yeah. really going. And. But he, I should say, in the book, he's described as very, very physically ugly. Not like even deformed, but, you know, scars from surviving well, he's, diseases. Well, he's filthy, dirty. He's covered no, but in he's, tan. He's, he's described as physically ugly. Like, oh. like either ugly or unremarkable. Not in the film, though. But in the, yeah, I mean, they he's can't He's a cute little petty jibber. Yeah, he, he sure is, that voice. He's on cue, man, I tell you what. But she tries to sell him a plum... <laughs> And he, instead of grabbing the plum, grabs at her hand and sniffs her like a weirdo. Sniffs her wrist. Like, like a deep... Not cool, bro. Like, not in a cool way. Not in even, like, that sophisticated way. In, like, a, I need... Very aggressive. Yeah. Been caught sniffing. <laughs> you know? That little Jane's Addiction song. <laughs> been caught sniffing. Yeah, Once. I used to play that, actually, in that no, band. Perry. In the band of the picture you, you referred really? to earlier. Yeah, yeah. We used to play that. Jane's Addiction. And this, understandably, freaks her out. She starts to scream, and his instinct is to cover her mouth. Because people, because people were around people there, yeah. yeah. And and cover her nose, pinch her nose, cover yep. her mouth yep. very tightly. And and, I, I and drag not... her off into the corner. Right, so do you think... Sound familiar meant... there, Clarice? Is that... <laughs> Any of this a ringing bit. a bell? Oh, yeah, boy. you haven't seen yeah. the movie though, right? No. People okay. had no. lost track of nope. this kidnapping thing. We, you know what? We, <laughs> we, we got to bring them back that. in. <laughs> yeah. But um, do you think he meant to kill her? No, not at all. No, he does. It was. So he was it's like dumbfounded really... when he took his hand away, and she's so lifeless. He has no. I mean, I think he must have a concept of life and death because at the tannery. You know, like little little kids were dropping like flies. So, do you think he just? He, I think he had, he, he doesn't did, know his own body because he hasn't been able to interact with another just, person. He hasn't touched somebody else. Look at his life experience up to this point. He has no idea that that's going to kill her. Yeah, none. But that's it's it's just odd because he, and and this is what destroys him because this was his, she yeah. her smell with the, combined with the plums because there's. Very subtle plum references throughout the movie. Yeah, I've watched purple. it three times yeah, recently. Yeah. Like even in the beginning when that fruit was thrown at the back of his head, he was sniffing a tree off in the distance, which looks like it was a plum tree to me. Oh, cool. I mean, it was, there's the whole, all the way through, there's, so it was her scent with the plum scent that was yeah. his, his, you know, So as he, top. you know, as you do. You accidentally killed somebody that, you know, had she lived, maybe none of this would have happened. But a fledgling's the, first the point attempt. is, is that he does the kind of guilty look around. Yeah. He doesn't have. The, oh, did I do bad? <laughs> I, he doesn't, at least in his defense, have the, you know, premeditated psychopathic. Yeah. A notion to, like, take her somewhere. Well, so it, where he. So what does he. So what does he do? He, he undresses her and smells he her. He immediately goes he to smelling her because now he can. He well, has free reign because she can't move. And, and she can't so run away. He, he clearly knows there are some things you can and can't do. I well, guess he's, because he's in a street. Morality comes up a lot in this movie. And right? I, I think there's, you he's, know. He's he, in a street in Paris. 
and he just starts ripping her clothes off and smelling and, every and you know spot what? that he can. No, never mind. Nobody looked twice. Ah, no, nobody saw it. He's getting his rocks off. Yeah, it's Cockney English again. They're like, <laughs> welcome. Yeah, to, you're probably right. Welcome to Paris. You know, I mean, but I thought nobody would cry at the the baby being left in the you know guts fish. So fish roly poly fish heads. Yeah. So maybe people would have been more conscious to to a man just like sniffing somebody's you know knee crevice. Well, she's he gets completely undressed. There, he, he, and he's he, ripping her clothes but off. But he's like he's he's cupping his hands around and like literally bringing. And so that's why it's it's filmed well. And I don't think it's it's overly sexual because you know it, it's not filmed super lascivious. And what's impactful is that she clearly is dead. Yeah, and her smell goes away, and this is yeah. what after after a few and minutes, and he becomes desperate. Yeah, trying he's, he's like, like scooping her, trying go? to get he the scent back. It. Yeah, and then he realizes he has to capture the scent immediately. And at that at that moment is when he, you know his his divergence happens. His like whole world his just mission crushed. started right. His mission yeah. started right there. I have to capture yeah. smells, and that's, that's what's thing. so fascinating. So this is a kid who was just born in the guts and shouldn't have been survived a smothering with with an extraordinary talent but now he has a supernatural talent yeah anybody who crosses him dies and and we find anybody who helps him dies oh i didn't catch the help well, part i i kind of you know dustin hoffman's character you know he isn't awful to him he does he does sell him whoever sells him dies I guess maybe that's yeah. It. He so didn't. He wrote him a letter, him. But, but anyway, that kind of trends yeah. supernatural to me. <laughs> yeah, that would, that would. That's quite a rabbit hole. We don't want to go down. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think this that that whole thing is is really fascinating. So that is where he figures out he needs to he needs to find a way, and he's clever about. He's not stupid. He's clever about how to get what he wants. Yeah. So when he's taken to Baldini's to take goat skins to Baldini's. Who lives in a house? What did you think of the houses on the bridge? Oh, the most it, foreshadowing in any movie ever. It almost looked like, you know, Venice to me. <laughs> Crazy. Though, like, that has to be real. Like, everything is the, so the crowded. Water, Fuck it. Yeah. We're building on the bridge. Yeah. So, Baldini is this perfumer who, you know, was once huge, and he is in the city of perfumers, and he's on the downswing. He's, uh, you know, he's 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 the coattails of his classics. You know, the hits aren't cutting it anymore. Right, right. Wow. Yeah. I mean, so this sets up his entire. You know, the night he couldn't sleep. Uh, that night he couldn't sleep. Uh, the intoxicating power of the girl's scent um, would not leave him. So that, you know that his life purpose has been established, and now we're moving forward with um, yeah Giuseppe. The Rain Man, Marathon yeah. Man. Yeah, uh, so I think this is this is really cool because another shot where you establish Gurren Wee, he's in the shadows, you know, come in here. And this is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. His intro? Oh, God, all of it. Yeah. 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 And immediately, he's you know, falling so asleep. <laughs> Gurren Wee is, and, 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 you know, Baldini is this guy who he's asleep in his shop <laughs> And yeah. people are coming in, and the his big thing, employee comes in. He he has to make a. It's so cool. He's been commissioned by account to make a special scent. How fucking rad is that? Well, he that's wants, my job today. Make he, a custom. He wants scent him to do a ripoff of Amoris Psyche. Well, I don't know if you know. I was wondering about that he, because that's what he says. He he wants him to make 
Amora Psyche, well, but basically oh, a, so a ripoff of it. deluding himself yeah. by saying, okay. And then he does the whole scent thing with the cloth. He's trying to dissect Amora yeah. Psyche and he can't. His nose is and pretty so much gone. That's what's neat about that scene in the book. So the worker gives him Amora Psyche and says, like, you got to figure it out. So yeah. he gets the, 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 uh, the cloth, the handkerchief. The handkerchief, yeah. And, and wafting and there's a whole process to yeah. it and in that scene he's at it so long that his nose just gets like clogged so he can't breathe at all that's perfect so there's like these medical, that's what it looked like like this medical this awful medical like side effects of these jobs and their noses just get destroyed but like well, he the, can't do it he's lost his knack the novel goes into so much detail but he huh? keeps at it like so hard that his his whole like he gets all clogged up and this nurse has to help him but it's super it's super cool it's super cool i can totally relate to that and he's got all this overhead you know he's got this huge storefront and slash house slash mansion he made his money back in the day yeah and now he's basically kind of lost but his talent he ends up in 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 his store after you know baldini has been playing with him on psyche and i think it's so cool you know this weird hovel of a human being comes in yeah and he says have you been messing with Amor and psyche and the guy's like what he, he says you want to make these goat skins smell good smell good yeah yeah Amor and psyche and he says what do you know about that yeah he says well it's all it's over all you. over you and the guy's like how could you possibly yeah, what, know yeah. so this is where again i think it one gets totally fucking interesting yeah because the scene is and he is a superhero he has powers and and uh, Hoffman doesn't believe him. Maybe terrestrial. He doesn't but, believe him at yeah. first, so he has to test him. And so immediately, though, Grenwee comes into this area where it's his laboratory, and it's all shit and vials and jars and, and weird shit. I love that. I fucking yeah. love that. And he's talking all of it as he's talking. Yeah. So he can diverge his personality. And so he's clocking all these scents. One part of him goes over here, and the other part is just kind of like ba- yeah. making basic he can't. Speech. He can't name them. Yeah. He just can smell it. And so know. he says to, to Baldini, I can make this perfume. I can make you a moron psyche. Yeah. And he doesn't, he says, no, you can't. It, but but yeah. then, he, then he's like, well, what if he can? And it's hilarious because he's going into like, do, 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 do. I'm going to grab this and this and this. Yeah. And like, it was such a. And he, Hoffman's screaming at him like, yeah. you can't put alcohol in it. Be the, careful with the that. The book you talks wanna... a lot about the rules. Yeah, and so much which is so what he's that into. In this scene, when he he goes to splash this, splash this, mm-hmm. and he shakes him more in psyche, like and Dustin Hoffman's freaking out, and you don't put the alcohol in first or last. Yeah, and it's clearly successful because Dustin Hoffman's like, "This is it." Yeah. Well, well, Clarice, we uh, we all know your favorite perfume is uh, what is it called? Um, well, Avion Skin Cream. And what's the what's the perfume? Ray de Ton. And Ray, oh yeah, Ray de right. Ton. Yeah, right. but, but not, not today. today. Yeah. Do you have Ray de Ton on today? No. 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 What's your favorite perfume? Ray Don Chong. Mine. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have one. You don't have one. I don't think so. My mom collect well collected them though, so I have. So many to choose from. Yeah. But I don't have a favorite. I don't think. Just just choose like one of the top. I have an old school one mom your, perfume. Top five. Um, top five. I have like two. <laughs> um, coffee break is the one I really like. Oh, I know. Never heard of it. <laughs> Does it smell like coffee? A little bit, yeah. And lavender. And lavender. And lavender. 
And then <sighs> Amazing Grace is the other one. Oh my God! The song that made Cecilia famous. Oh boy, here we oh, go. Oh man! So, so Cecilia, the Norwegian singer, everybody is my favorite singer of all time. I just have to give her a, a plug whenever the yeah. opportunity shows up. <laughs> and Amazing Grace is what is the song that put her on the map. And Clarice is apologizing right now for for putting me off on this tangent, but. Please, uh, please look her up. Right, I hope this works for C- Todd. I, I... CeciliaSings.com. Please, uh, <laughs> please go there and listen to her music. Cecilia, oh, so you know if that. If you but just not the email. send us an email with a, <laughs> a hi, Todd, we will be free and clear of this. She, you know, just she, let him know you like her, him. She is the voice of an angel. That's all I'll say. She is. And there's there's some angelic she is. voices. You haven't have you heard any one. of her? I have. What have you I, heard? Your, your voice just went like oh like have you little bit of. Yes, I have. Okay, tell me. T- tell me. <laughs> tell, tell me. What, tell me. Tell me. About Give it to it, me. What I was wearing. Well, you know what? A, what cologne were you it was wearing? A foggy Thursday. I was wearing Lagerfeld and running down my ready yeah. eye. I, you know, I, I wasn't wearing cologne or perfume that yeah. day. But what did you hear? What did you listen uh, to? I think it was a holiday song. It wasn't uh, something from was, the Christmas it album. Was, um, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, White Christmas, and it came up. Because uh, I asked for it to come up because it was holiday time for you. You know that that is out of print. That see that album is out of print. Oh, and you got White Christmas from your com- from your little yeah, smart I think speaker. It may have come from Alexa. What? If that's if that's the right song. Yeah, I thought she, you know, she does she White Christmas little, on that album. She sounded a little younger than I thought she would. Well, that album's um, her first album was '94, so that album is probably late '90s, maybe early 2000s. She was younger then. Well, Why 20, 20 years ago, yeah. Indeed. Okay, moving on. Yeah. So, I, I, hey, when I get the opportunity, I run with it. I get it. I get it. You get to name but all he, your bands with blood running down their I face. Do, and I going, do, I do. I We need balance for this podcast. We need balance. I have to I have to bring some light on this. That's yeah. right. <laughs> and when, so he makes, he makes the thing, and what I think is really cool is Dustin Hoffman's character goes, you did it. He could have been a dick about it and been like, get out of here. You know what's amazing to me is how you could just pick the ball up and run with exactly where we were. <laughs> Does it feel like, like that? Like I never went on some crazy tangent. I just want to point that out. I, I'm amazed by that. That's what our friendship is, sir. It's it's, it's Picking symbiosis. the ball up and running from when yeah, I take us sideways. <laughs> yeah. And, and as we talked about on, on the phone earlier, I get it. I, I I suck your essence, your life essence. Dealing with me wait, is hard. Wait, 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 we're, 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 wait. Yeah, and I, I I know we're we're airing thirty. Long that here. that was. I know, but that was woo. I know, but it's good because when we're on the that, road, we do stay in separate rooms. I just want to point that knowing out. Knowing that, well, but we share masseuses. <laughs> His name is Alvin. He's. The coolest. <coughs> he's you can't one, have him. He's one of the him. chipmunks. You can't have Alvin. In. <laughs> he's got two brothers. Okay. They don't do. They don't do this kind of work. They they do other stuff. They're plumbers. They're Italian. Oh my god. Oh. They're named Mario and Luigi. Oh. Um, Killing me. Yeah, this this is a this episode may go I, down. I, I said right at the outset, yeah. this may go seventeen I, I hours, but we're gonna yeah. we're gonna do it in half. You know that. what? This was the one. You know, we did mushrooms before we started, and and we I'm forgot to point we out that this is a two and a half hour movie. Yeah, 
And we did a two and a half hour we're, intro we're, we're before working. we even started on the movie. So buckle up. We're bringing it in on time. <laughs> when he says he can make yeah, it a better. A psyche. Again, I, I do have to empathize with Baldini a tad by like, okay, it takes 10,000 roses to make one ounce of this oil. So everything that Grunwe did cost a billion dollars. So him doing that, is a lot of trust, so he has reasonable yeah. expectation the next thing may work. Well, it's like it's like Amadeus when Mozart has what's his face that, um, what's what was his competitor's name in Amadeus? The other Beethoven? guy. No, no, no. The other one, the other composer that oh, didn't me, have Meatloaf. Yeah. So yep. so, Meatloaf. God. So that other composer in Amadeus who just doesn't have the meatloaf. talent. Yeah. <laughs> what the no, hell I is his name? Was and, I, and Vivaldi? I, Mozart, I'm not really, I, I, but Mozart can like just pick Vivaldi, it right out of the air sure. and, and repeat what he yeah. just played. And then right. he goes, that's kind of silly, isn't it? You know, and then make it better and embellish on it. Like, yeah, yeah. Just off the cuff. And he's just standing there going, that, Improvising. Just, that took me a year to write. Yeah. And you're, and you're playing at it Perfect like it. Perfect parallel. Yeah. Perfect. Because it's music. They talk about yeah. Oh, notes. yeah. The chords and the notes. I can't wait to get to that. We're almost there. Oh, I, I can. Is that what hit the table? Yeah. Anyway. No, it's from underneath. The the <laughs> notion that he gets to play around Sorry, a, a second time is so cool. And what I love about this movie. Yes. And, and again, they describe in the book is when he makes the second potion. Do you notice that he just swirls it gently? He doesn't shake it. He doesn't it. shake it. Yeah. Like that shitty Amoran psyche that tastes, you know, smells like the homeless guy's ass. Yeah. He, well, he, he swirls it gently. <laughs> it's no, sad. You know, how that, it, how that, do you, you drink it? That <laughs> was insensitive. You, Never mind. No, Actually, you said it tastes like. I don't mean that. <laughs> it smells like, you mean. I guess anybody's ass. Smells like a 1738 French, great. French person's yes, I didn't mean to specify. Ass. <laughs> yes. Wee oui, wee. Oui. So, you know, because his disdain for it, but he just swirls it. And then <laughs> Dustin Hoffman is like, again, to his credit, you think he's going to screw this kid. But yeah. he, he's like, OK, if he can do this, well, he might as well believe in magic. He, and, he doesn't even smell it. Then he kicks the kid out and smells it after he leaves because he, he doesn't believe he knows, him. I think he knows. Yeah, he's I, like, I, I don't have time. for that. He doesn't want to do it in well, front of I him. I think that part of it's like he has to wait for his nose to clear, too. No, like, he doesn't. He doesn't want to be well, in the book, embarrassed in, the in book. front of him. Well, and yeah, and there's that too. But I think that's amazing. And then when yeah, he does go back and, and smells the what he made, and, and then he's he like, just goes, "I need this kid." And then what is the word he uses? Heaven or something? Yeah. Okay, so such is such a long podcast. I have the personal story right here. I'll, this is a good spot to put it in. So I had a. This is a real story, a real experience, and and it's about perfume. I'm at and Ryan. I, Listen carefully, because I, I don't know if I've told you this story before. And if I have, I need help with the memory of it, okay? okay? So I'm at work. I'm guessing it was summer of 2018, but I don't know. I'm guessing it's when I came back the first summer. But if not, then it was prior to that, because um, I left in 2016. So it was 2016 or earlier. I don't know. So at the resort, we have a lot of high-end weddings, expensive weddings um, that go on there. And I'm at my desk, and uh, this woman comes up. Has he told you this? No, oh. no, no. Oh. This didn't come up in the kidnapping. <laughs> and this woman comes up to the desk, and I have no idea what she asked or what she said, but 
she was a part of the wedding. She was either a bridesmaid or just part of the, part of one of the weddings. And she was sitting on you. No, no. She just came up to my desk and asked a question or whatever. But I smelt th- this perfume that was literally intoxicating and heavenly, and I've never smelt anything like it before. And it literally is where was. Is she, where is she currently? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I so that was. A, you let me finish. Responded to that better. I, no. Okay. Go ahead. Um. I, I was. I was taken aback. I mean, I had never. I have never smelt anything this. The words they use in the movie is intoxicating and heavenly. Um, I'm having trouble looking at you while you tell this story. This. I'm sorry, Fine. but I got to. Sh- I'm, I'm sharing this. I keep made, going. I made a commitment that I would, but this is true. Todd, this is recorded. And. <laughs> No, I don't know. You'll see that it's really innocent. And I've never smelt anything like that since yeah. or or before. And my one regret is I did not ask her, you know, may I ask, you know, what perfume are you wearing or something along those lines? Because yeah. I have no idea what it was. In this day and age, hard thing to ask. But I, I really wish I had because it was – words don't describe how this smell – all I can say it was high – Super high end, high class. I mean, I never smelt anything so. You know, it definitely wasn't a run of the mill perfume because right. perfumes usually irritate my nose. Okay. But this was well, attention, all cougars. Uh, be wealthy. She wasn't. She wasn't. Here. Yeah, yeah. And and, he and to her likes credit, the fine things. She it w- smelled like Corinthian leather. It smelled like Tahiti. She wasn't a virginal redhead. She was a brunette, and. <sighs> So, you know what? I, is... I really wish I knew. Did I tell you this story before? I may have, have you erased ever mem- the story completely from my memory. <laughs> Did you tell it? Have you ever before? had a perfume sensory yes. like this? Yes, Where I it have. just took your breath and, away? And I, I am I'm busting I mean, that's your what balls it did. way more than I should. And, it and was, I get that. It was incredible. I, I mean, it, it was literally what this movie's can, about. Can you smell that smell right now? No, a little bit of it. You can't recreate it? A little bit. No, I mean, because it, it. I mean, it, t- it took my breath. Yeah. 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 Isn't that something? Um, my 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 first serious girlfriend, and and I I've probably told my wife this before. My wife. Um, my wife. Uh, her she wore a perfume called I think it was called New West. Yeah, and and again, I think it's she's googling it right now. Apparently, apparently, nineties perfumes are making a comeback. So I may have some hope for this. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm obsessed with it now as another tangent, I don't know if I'm obsessed with it because it, you know, it's, a, that was, that was my first love. You yeah. know what I mean? But I literally think again, to me, it just connected, you know, the, the terpenes in it, all the combination of the chemicals just worked yeah. with me. And, it's, and, it's, and the lady, I think, right. Her body chemistry, maybe yeah. mixing with the perfume. You think, I don't know. And it's similar. Yes. in a hundred percent. And, and you see that in this movie and that's in a lot of ways, the way, the way marijuana interacts with your brain, because there's terpenes in marijuana, same thing as there are in perfume. What? And that's how they interact with your brain. So, and, and that's, that's astounding. That's not, but so your connection to that guest with that smell. Yeah. Is is probably in in a way it's that that perfume that combination and potentially as gross as it sounds on that person was something that was you know impactful to you, just the way this perfume from my you know first girlfriend, and 
where it came up, I think, with my wife is that I may have asked her, what, do you, what are your thoughts about me getting you this were perfume? You, you know well, what I you mean? don't like, tell her the story. Oh, you, you just get it for her. Oh, shit. We've been together long enough. Like, I'm not going to fuck around with that. Like, all right, here's a game I'm going to play with you, honey. Yeah. Wear I'm this. I'm thinking about this 90s perfume. Put this perfume. perfume on. Like, if I get her a 90s perfume, she's going to, she's smart enough to be like, you got some past fucking girlfriend wear this, didn't you? She'd oh, my know. God. If I just, like, a. <laughs> New West out of the 90s. Like, why this? Why not, huh? We both like this. It 90s. was on sale, honey. Yeah. Try it. And they, the clerk she'd be said like, it was, all right, she'd have bullshit. an axe. Yeah. And then she'd be like, well, okay, this is the beginning of the end then. You love Todd more than me. <laughs> oh, oh. No, that doesn't come up. She loves you, man. She does. And I know that, you know, that, that means a little something to you. She does like you. Even though, Usually. even though, yeah, she ascribes yeah. the wrong yeah. movies I mean, to me. <laughs> there's so many moments during this movie where she's like, I bet Todd love that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, I don't even what, know what to say. What I, I, I have no response to that. <laughs> sorry. Meg Ryan. What, what I like about Baldini's too is, is, and we spend time in his place, is the set design, you know, I, but I love that there's just wine on every table. He just sits down. It could be 7 a.m. and oh, the yeah. guy's just, there's just wine. And there's while I'm pontificating so many on bottles things. of essence. Yeah, it's All really, really I mean, cool. And that's very expensive. And when he smells that wine or that, oh, geez, that wine, that, that perfume, it goes to like the cheesiest computer generated graphic, like MS DOS thing I've ever seen. And it, it, it's almost like orgasmic for Dustin Hoffman's character. And do you notice that some like some lady comes in to kiss his cheek? Yeah. And so what I suspect that, is that's what brought me to that. Similar to the movie Ratatouille, where Remy connects with that critic with a dish from his childhood. Granui is so intuitive. He knew that there was a smell from some woman in his past. That woman. That's the smell he recreated. I think that was Gypsy Rose. Sure. Superhero, superpowers. Yes. There we go. See, we're always trying that, to create some kind really, of angle. Ryan, that was that was very astute. Anyway, and brilliant. So you know, trying to move us forward. I, there's there's a lot in the movie. Um, yeah, we're we're about a half hour in right now. Yeah, yeah in a two and a half hour movie. But what, buckle up, Buttercup. But the 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 trajectory where it changes is where the alembic comes in. And the what? The, Oh wow! We you don't watch the movie with subtitles or at all? Wait, what, what did you, you ju- watched it four times? You didn't know what, what the did Alembic you just is? say? Alembic? Alembic. That's a bass that Stanley Clark played. Ooh, yeah. Well, that's the 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 name of the uh, machine by which they distill the oils. He called it a what do you call it? Rusty top or something like that. There. <laughs> That's some weird position you did when you were traveling with your rusty trombone. uh, I did the rusty top. No, there there were pieces of it, but yeah. You like carrot top? I like rusty top. (laughs) Yeah, a carrot top reference. Uh Way to go! Yeah, yeah. You know the black eye, the black mascara around the eyes and the muscles. He is jacked. He's jacked and good for him. And he used to be the skinniest, scrawniest little. Now he's he's awesome. Now he's like. So I am in, in this in, in this next, I mean, this is where things really kind of you know kind of move up a, a notch, and this is where my clip is. And so, so oh, my clip is completely. Oh, yeah, you let me down, or I, I, I let you down. Which in, was it? In here, you know what? In this will I missed stop it me. by that this much. Will stop, yeah, by missed a lot. it by like an hour. This will, this will stop me from <laughs> saying that was. This is how connected we are. 
that was going to be my clip, Todd. You always say that no. just, just to <laughs> cater gonna, to me. I, I know, and I'm going to tell you why. It just Don't will, we? Don't we? Clarice has just recently listened to all the early episodes. Jess oh, will, will back me up on this, okay? So. Okay. I was going to use that as, as my clip. Oh, that is a beautiful phone, Ryan. <laughs> this is the old one. A beautiful. This is the old one. But anyway. I can't say the name. So I was going to use that as the clip. It's so powerful. It's so impactful. But it is delivered at a glacial pace. It would have taken three hours to play that clip. I loved it. I, I know. I love that. In the that. vitriol that he spits and how angry yeah. it is. Oh, yeah. But he's like, I intend. Remember. I mean, he's like doing this. a Snape thing. He's like, I and it, may, it may well have ended with Mr. Potter. I'm pretty sure at the end of it, he went, call me Bliskin. I think I heard I don't that. I know how. I think I heard that. <laughs> Snake, Snape Pliskin. There you go. Yeah. There's a cross Cla- I, 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 I so, got to tell you where that came from. So, I actually got it from Clarice over there. I, when she said, I, you would have said Snape, but I thought you said Snake, um, that he's in Snake, or he's Snake in Harry Potter. But I, I heard Snake, oh, but she said Snape, and that's where it came from. Look how hip he is, ladies and gentlemen. He knows it all. <laughs> so and we current. just created Snape Pliskin, <laughs> a cross <laughs> between Severus Snape and Snake Pliskin of escaping from both New York and L.A. Um, Paris. So, nope. <laughs> they didn't get to Paris. They only escaped from New York well, the movies, and L.A. The movie is in Paris, right? This movie is in Paris. That is correct. Well, well it's actually, oh, my God. You ready? He is a snape in the grass because we, we go to grass. grass. We go to grass. Oh, now we should end the podcast. That was a mic drop. Biatch. And cut. Wow. And, 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 a, and a biatch came out. Hashtag biatch on this. This is going to be great. Hey, that was a Zombievers reference. Yeah. Episode. Uh, oh, God. Oh, God. He's doing it. Episode. Oh, God. 16? 16. Yeah. I think. Wow. Maybe. 15? It's an Nobody even number. Knows. That's it's Nobody a Ryan pick, but earlier earlier Zom Beavers, we got That's the right. BH references. Well, what uh, what really I love about this character is that he is so driven, and again, people like not I, people not identifying with him and not identifying with being isolated. Good for them, to yeah. be honest. Like the people who in these reviews are like, I just can't identify with this lead character. I think good for you. You appear to be a well-adjusted person, and that's all. Like I mean that, awesome. But for people who can identify with being, like having no purpose, but but maybe you know having something that they can do, and not being able to 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 demonstrate it, but craving, and we find later that he craves it, and that's where it all goes to shit for sure. <laughs> you know, because he wants to be a celebrity, but he is woken up. Like he wakes Baldini yeah. up and he's freaking out. And he, he, I think this is where he declares his purpose. And I'm just so fascinated by how driven this kid is. So this is uh, Granui waking up Baldini from asleep because he's freaking out. Okay. it forever you mean preserve you have to teach me that all right calm down my boy Hmm? calm down we have work to do 
the soul of beings is their scent. You said that, Master. Did I? I will make you as many perfumes as you want, but you have to teach me how to capture the smell of all things. Can you do that? Well, I'm sure. Then teach me everything you know. And I'll make you the best perfume in the whole world. And I love that because Grenwi doesn't talk a lot. And that's why I chose. I wanted to give him. Yeah. And if you see it in the movie, the look on his face, the desperate, he needs this. I thought it was after a dream of Plum Girl, but I, I don't have that in my notes, so I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is. But that that's like, that's why, that's what he finds his purpose and he declares it. And this is when Baldini introduces him to this way to distill essential this oil. This is the teaching. And it's the beginning of the end. Musical aspect of this it. This is it. So here we go. So you have the head chord, the heart chord, and the bass chord. And he's likening it to music. So each chord has four notes, which means in perfume sense, it's four essences or four essential oils to each chord, which gives you a total of 12 in each perfume. Then he goes on to talk about the legend from Egypt where they found in some pharaoh's tomb uh, there was a 13th note or 13th essence that brought out and dominated all the others and they could never discover the source of the 13th note now later on this is going to be set up when he's going on his spree killing when he sets up all his empty bottles there's a category of four, 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 and then there's one at the very end in its own little slot, which is the 13th note, which is Laura, who is the replacement Laura. F- for Plum Girl, Laura, who is also a redheaded virgin. So the only two um, redheads in the whole movie of all the ones he kills is, is the first one and then his replacement for her well, yeah, at the very that's, end. That's his mission. That's what he's looking for. But why Why is, so I ask you, and I ask myself, why is the red-headed virgin the most intense, the most whatever that he's seeking of all? I mean, he, he one of them's a nun. That may, that may have been ta- that may have been spoken to in the book. I, I forget okay. why he chooses Nothing. who he chooses. Because it's, it's specifically it's oh, specifically yeah. redhead. Because, yeah, and, that and is the thirteenth note. All yes, they, there's something you know, like because some some he takes from their hair, some he takes from their skin. Yeah. So essentially, what happens is he learns how to distill. So he uses the alembic, and he realizes by trying to distill metal and glass that he cannot get the soul of anything. And he is and he, angry. He's real, and that scene's terrifying. And then he gets sick and is dying. Yeah. Because it's he literally realizes, killing yeah. him. Yeah. And because he loses his purpose. Yeah. Well, he can't achieve it. Yeah. There's no way to achieve yeah. it. So the thing that's kept him alive this yeah. whole time. Yeah. And is he's to, is to get Plum Girl sent. Yeah. Is to find a way to, to make that scent. Yeah. And then, you know, he, he's, and, and Baldini's upset because he's losing his cash cow. Yeah. But, you know, you at, can't his, die. at his bedside, he asks, is there something else? And he says, I think there is. It's a it's a, a technique called enflorage, I believe. The mystery art and, of enflorage. You know, 
why didn't you mention that sooner? Maybe, but okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could have used that, the additional boils on my face and shit, but yep. okay. And we, we did good. At, I mean, we rushed through a whole bunch there. We're catching up now. Good job. And we... <laughs> Sorry, so, Dad. No, that that was good. I mean, we skipped over the twelve thousand roses to make an out of an ounce of essential oil. But okay, here we are at, at the at the very end. Of- <laughs> Did you want to go back, buddy? No, no, no. Did you want it? Okay, wait He's a second. He's coddling me. Todd did note it was 10,000 roses, and it was cool how yeah. they brought them up from the river too, huh? 12,000. Oops. Don't yes, I always they, pull but pull you back on the reins yes, when you're you when you when you're surging forward? Aren't yes, I just you do. there's something wrong with me. And you know, I he he essentially finds out he can't distill people, you know, because he tries yeah, to distill he, a cat. He tries to do the cat. Now that was funny. You didn't laugh so, at that when no, he pulled the cat no. out of the thing. And it should have been. You're right. It I was hilarious. He's like a cat. What is wrong I, with you? Yeah. <laughs> and maybe I, if maybe if it was French, like oh, you cannot do this to a cat. You know, maybe it'd be more funny. Yeah. But I don't know. So what? I, oof, that was cat. <laughs> And then he falls sick. So he he realizes that he can't he, he can't get the essence of a living thing through he, the distillation distillation through Olympic, process through the distillation process yeah through the Olympic base through the Olympic Stanley base. Clark baby the Olympic base was it Olympic no it's Olympic A L E M I know that sir I am playing with you I don't get it <laughs> what what is happening I know I hear that a lot. I get it. <laughs> hey, will you read me the encyclopedia in French? <laughs> I'll ask her to read me something in French when I get home. No, no, what no, no, don't make podcast? it weird. I don't want what to hear Jess reading it. Podcast? Does Jess have a friend that maybe does French? Oh, no, I don't mean not. No, not like that. I, I get what you're saying, <laughs> but not like that. We digress. Well, the, in the fact that he, he, re, he realizes he can't do this and he gets sick and he's... He, he's like yeah, falls his down his whole world dead. crashes down so he he becomes deathly ill like dying and yeah. boils on his face it's really gross and baldini you know realizes he's losing his cash cow and but he's 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 with them he's <laughs> you know he's like you can't die you, you can't cannot die. die on me and then granwi asks is there is there another way and yeah he wakes him up he like wakes up on his deathbed and baldini's like you know what? Yeah, there is <laughs> the mystery. The mystery art and of I, how do you say that word? I, on, I think it's enflorage. Enflorage. And I gotta ask. Yes. Why not mention this earlier? Like I bet he could have lived without one more disease, few less boils on his face. I'd be pissed. Yep. If I was Granwi, I'd be like, "You motherfucker!" <laughs> One more thing you for him had to survive this the whole time. <laughs> I'm trying to like boil metal, and I could be pressing flowers in the animal I'm, fat. I'm 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 licking horseshoes that were in the ground. Yeah, you're the worst. <laughs> I'm glad what happens to you happens to you, and and so when he he realizes that he can you know do this pilgrimage to to another place, and Baldini is you know. Happy enough to let him go. He makes him give him 100, well, no less than 100 perfume yeah. recipes. Yeah, he needs a letter from Baldini to become a journeyman oh, right. in yeah. grass. So he gives yeah. him that. And did you, so I didn't know this, but I, so I Googled grass to make sure it was a, you know, and I got this weird, you know, weed weed stuff. 
Oh. And then I realized, and then I hit maps. Yeah, marijuana is actually commonly referred to referred as grass. Referred to as grass? Yeah, or reefer, I think the kids say. You got some grass, man. Yeah, yeah, they say it like that. In- so they know you're not a narc, <laughs> you know, or you're not a square. Meatloaf. <laughs> so, you know, it, it is a real place in France, but I, 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 did you know that already? That grass is legitimately. I really just I was along for the ride in the movie at this yeah. point, so I it is it was. it is a real place, yeah. and it is in southern France. You know the, uh, so, the so best place to I, be. I question why what happens to to Baldini happens, and I guess you know he does sell him in a way because he he trades, you know, the journeyman paper for all these. And I think it's so cool that Cronwee's like I could have given him a thousand. Yeah, it was so easy. Like here, you he's got reciting them off like he's saying the alphabet. Bergamot, you got vanilla, some yeah. horse snot. Vanilla that might have been in you that know, perfume throw, that I smell. Throw some, throw some uh, Olga's armpit hair in there. Oh, I don't know. It's weird shit to make. Uh, you know, you're not going to get the armpit hair because 1738 France. Every it was all armpit hair. There's no, there's no razors. Yeah, yeah, it's all. They're, armpit they're not hair. using them. No, they're just he's he's you not think? gentle. Grunwee is not gentle as we see. He's, oh, he's, he's just, just ripping them out. Him, you get the DNA in the root, you know. That's true. In the root, in the root of the armpit hair, like in that Frankenstein and, movie. And Grunwee goes on his way, and I think it's 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 fantastic. And this is to the comedy because yeah, it is pretty funny. Baldini. Like clutching his hundred perfume recipes in his in his you know his little yeah. nightcap, and he's, and like, he's just smiling like yeah, like a kid on Christmas Eve. Sugar plums are dancing. Yeah, <laughs> the fucking house collapses. Right, just everything gone. Right down to the like on, into poor, the river. His poor mistress, you know, <laughs> she's know, innocently know. dragged into it. She's got to sleep with the old well, guy. You know, she got to taste the high life again a little bit. You know, he oh, got his money back. Nicely he done. probably treated his, his lady done. nice. She got a little taste. She got, I bet. You I'll know, bet. she she was looking pretty hot. Oh, in that he was gown. doing all kinds of weird things to her. I bet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In that wig. That's right, Laura. In the- Laura. <laughs> no, that's that's snake. hot water burn baby. Snakes coming up. Hot water burn baby. You can't do that, Baldini. <laughs> I'm Baldini. So that's Rain Man in the voice yeah, of yeah. of who? Got to watch Wapner and then make this perfume. <laughs> it's getting worse. Don't encourage any of this. But I, this uh, is gold. A, this is such a cool part of the movie because he he gets his freedom and and you know he has purpose again. You know that that's the thing about it. He has purpose. Yeah. And he comes to this fork in the road, which you know you point out. I think that's really cool. And he can go straight to grass, or he can go a kind of, you know, a more circuitous way. And he decides to go the longer route. And then he finds and this is where it's in the book. It's really cool. He finds a place of no scent. Yeah. You know, he climbs higher because he realizes that there's so much noise, you know, like his, his brain is, He's is like, insane. Like at the top of the Alps where nobody is yeah. in a cave that has no scent in it at all. He pops on into a little, he finds himself a little crevice. Oh, you know, he a finds, crevasse. He, he gets himself into a crevasse. It's fancy. Would it's you say, France. would you say he breached the crevasse? He does. There's a breach. <laughs> Episode three. Callback. How about the that? The breach. But he breaches, you know, he he, he squirts, <laughs> he squirts into this crevasse. Freudian. <laughs> squirts right into it. And oh. 
And I think it's, again, in the book, this whole scene, and I'll tell you, you know, we'll, we'll move through it because, you know, but he has this like vision quest. He has all these hallucinations. He's in there a long time. In the book. He's starving. Yeah. I mean, you know, he even remembers like the, the, whatever he ate weeks ago, like he's starving and he gets these notions of like, you know, and that's why when he comes out and he's on the road and he finds another girl, you know, and this is where, you know, we find that he has a new, a new obsession. He discovered his, his purpose and yeah. repurpose in his life. His new purpose in yeah. life. Yeah. And again, he's a true narcissist. He he is just himself and will to survive yeah. in this mission. And, and what he wants yeah. and nothing else, how it affects other people yeah. has zero and, effect on And that's on where the, like, the good and bad, you know, is it immoral or amoral? I, I get it. But yeah. he's, and again, but I don't want to make without it. Without it, he would not, granted, it's, it's all that keeps, keeps him killing alive. people. It is that gets... all that keeps him alive. Yeah, yeah. It's not the best reasoning, of course. But he. It's so, a hell of a novel. Yeah, yeah, it is. And heady, heady concept, concepts. But on the way to grass, you know, he <laughs> finds a, a, a new, you know, redheaded. So clearly, he there's... he smells her before she arrives. Yeah. He's walking down the path and he's sniffing the air cut to the carriage that's coming towards them that yeah. you can't see and it's yet. a replacement for his and she's, original she's very close yep. to, to plum girl yeah and her name Lara 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 because because unfortunately she's the product of Snake Pliskin <laughs> Snake Pliskin no yeah not Snake Pliskin Snake Pliskin Pliskin <laughs> Split sticks. No, it's Severus Snape <laughs> Pliskin. Can you tell I've never Snape seen Pliskin. never seen Harry nope. Potter, any of them? Yeah, that can yes. be we'll cross yeah. over that. And Clarice can we'll tell. cross over that at some mm-hmm. point. But you know, he is this kind of wealthy aristocrat and he's somebody who is trying to merge with another businessman. And this is that how they tee up the grossy here's a, you know, forty year old French guy and I'm gonna, you know, marry you off to him to combine fortunes and you know it's just accepted is he that much older really it feels like it i i don't know i I assume so yeah i mean i that that's what happened but i like at the party he gives her this extravagant gift they make this whole thing about ooh, oh the necklace so did you think of titanic no i i just thought how stupid this all is you you were king of the world nope no not at all no i just thought this is dumb with, that they do well, this. the necklace was dumb in Titanic. That they do this, and and then the the French guy says like makes a party foul, and they're all like, "Let's go play hide and seek now." Well, she's <laughs> she trying said, to get away from something. said yeah. creepy old guy. Yeah. yeah, but I love this because you know before Jordan Peele did it in Get Out, you have the next jump scare in this movie. I haven't seen Get Out. Oh well, in the hedge maze, the okay. scene where you again he you see shadow, you think there's somebody there. And then Grunwee just starts running at the camera. That's scary as shit. Right out of the shadow. Oh, man. That's a good scene. So it's teed up that, uh-oh, Lara is going to be, you know, his his next target. But it So that's out- interesting that he was actually going for her, the 13th note, first. Well, I, you know, you think so, but he's not. He's It's the, the twins. No, but he was going for her and he got, a, he got interrupted. Oh, you know what? I wonder if that's the case. Interesting. Yeah. That, yeah so that's... What would he have 
Wow. No, I wonder if he's Because that reverses faster. the no, whole order. No, I, no. He I was going for always, her. That's crazy. No, I think she's always meant to be last. But, you know, he gets the, he's, gets these twins. Um, and he, Yeah, they, they, don't, they never come out. So they're playing hide-and-go-seek in this big, shining, like, hedgerow maze. And everybody comes back out. What a headache to maintain, by the way. That looks, just looks like a nightmare. So oh, no, yeah. They, they pay the little people for that. Yeah. The, the peasants. And, yeah, and that comes up later. Who when, get no perfume. When, like, they have to move. And, like, all these people who work for them have to, like, move their stuff. Yeah. Fuck those people. Oh, they don't pick you know, up I'd a suitcase. I'd be like, screw you. Yeah. You, you want to <laughs> leave and go to another seaside cliff and rent the whole hotel? Fine. Screw you. I'm not carrying your china and your silverware. You can do without it. Then they back, burn the rich. <laughs> they end up back in the fish guts oh if, they, if they say anything. So you know this this continues to happen, and he he refines his technique, and that's where maybe it becomes funnier because, like you said, it's easier when they're dead. And he and he kills the prostitute out of anger. It feels like because she calls him like a weirdo. Well, he, yeah, you're you're you know, you're you're going at you're you're like Mario and Dreddy. So he follows the scent of the girl to the to the town. He presents his letter to get in through the gates of the town where thirteen was, right? Right. Yeah. And then and then we were at the party. He doesn't get the girl in the hedgerows, and he and then the twins disappear. And then he's wrapping them up in the fat wraps and scraping their the nude bodies and distilling the whole scent. Yep. And the scents dropping in bottle one and bottle Who's two. Who's Mario Andretti? He's a race car driver, baby. Oh. Can you believe that? He I is. pulled oh, that sorry. out. Who who hashtag who is Mario Andretti? <laughs> well, yeah. So yeah, he's 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 abducting and and you know, regrettably <laughs> killing all these people. And it creates this panic. <laughs> you know, he can't do it alive. It, it, did do you think he tried to convince one? Do you think they have to be dead? He tried with he tried time. with the prostitute and it didn't work. So clearly, so his technique evolved he to maybe didn't have to bang him on the head and get their scent before the scent goes away because he gets it I mean, immediately after. What could after, you say to convince somebody? Like, listen, this is going to sound weird, but I want to baste you like a Christmas goose. That's weird. I, I would have tried something. Different. That's why the prostitute said. That's right. No, but. The the panic that ensues and the music is great. The the track on the CD is called Panic and Grass. And it's really tense. And I love how it cuts to the town hall meetings and they're like, what do we do? Nah, it's a demon. And that's why I love how stupid people were back then. Because Alan Rickman, in a weird kind of twist of writing, is like, we need to get inside of his head. <laughs> And think, what does he want? And he's kind of piecing it together. He's collecting things from them. And then it comes down to, it's a demon, and we need to exercise it. And then everybody in the town square comes to church, and they're like, demon exercised. Problem <laughs> solved. That was for real. Well, yeah, and, and Rickman in that town meeting. You, you I, have to like, yeah, you, saunter you, through I, your I, notes. I, I, you, I look you at are, you. Yeah, you. So I don't know who's I, faster than Mario. I'm Andretti. a frustrating co-host, aren't I? <laughs> well, we should preface this by, you know, we had a little fupa in the in the recording, so we 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 were talking along and realized that we weren't recording, so we backed up, and now we uh, we almost feel like we're we're making up time. So <laughs> on delay, biatch, <laughs> is what is is what it feels like. We are just flying. Okay, it's so gonna be fine. 
Yeah, fine, I, I can't keep up, Ryan. Help me. Well, so well, we covered the fact that he's, he's so he's in the council meeting. Where are you uncomfortable? And where he, are you, okay. So in the council okay, meeting, I, I wrote that Rickman is the original mind hunter. He's like doing a he's doing a serial killer bio. You know, he's doing you know what the mind hunters do, and saying this guy, and he ends up saying this guy is a collector. That is, he's true. a collector he's a of of beauty. because he's not he's not sexually molesting them he is just collecting their beauty well yes so he's like the original mind hunter 17 the exception of the lady of the night the rest of them their virginity remained intact they were all virgins and he says how do you know that one of the people in the crowd well the examiner told me so so he he thought you know like oh what do you got going on over there well yeah i mean that's uh, again demons. <laughs> so there is a virgin murder montage where he's killing one after another, right, to get up to the twelve notes. That is true. Yeah, and and so really well done, though. I mean, it's just clip, 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 and finding the dead bodies and the and the the whole reaction to them, and and then we're at a his, you know, yeah, and a curfew. We need a curfew. Yeah, a curfew. So, it's like the town crier, bang, 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 usually probably like, complete, nah, we can't. You know what it is? You know yeah. what it's like? It's like fucking Jaws. They're like, close the beach. Can't close the beach. My yeah. business is going to die. Because that's what they're saying. Like, you're fucked, you're fucked, your business yeah, is going to die. Yeah, because it's just a, like Jaws. If there's a curfew, they can't, they can't harvest the fields properly yeah. for their perfumes. It's yeah. just like Jaws. You're right. Political. And, you know, and you have that. And maybe, again, there's some comedy with, you know, him just like, yikes, like grabbing a, a person in the doorway. And and then when it's a member of the church, they're like, yeah, steam in and, and get this thing out. But all the while, Alan Rickman has got it. He's like, something's happening. And you think he's going to find. Uh, did you think he was going to catch on to him or find him or track him down? Well, like we should look at the tanneries or we should look at people who do flower he, pressing. He would have been the only one because he's the only one that's really on to what he's doing. Yeah. And then number 12 of the murder montage ends up being a nun and the bishop himself finds the body laying there. That's where we go into the whole yeah. church with the excommunication. Yeah, they think he's a speech. necromancer, a diabolist, a sorcerer. And I love at the end of this. Oh, yeah. He says all that, doesn't thing, he? And all I'm thinking is like, this fucking worked. Everybody left that that hoot nanny went like, "Well, we're good." Well, right at the end of the speech, no, the kid yeah, comes running then, in with the note in his hand saying they caught, caught him, and then he's hallelujah. Yeah, and but had that fella that, not that come was in, from the diaphragm too. It, was, it did sound good. Did it? It's, uh, I, I, I backed it, off the, the mic. Cockles, was it? So I felt it in the cockles. And the- <laughs> oh, yeah, I knew you'd break. <laughs> I can't say cockles. It's a real thing. It's not dirty. What, what is it? What's what's a cockle? It's Ryan? more fun if you don't know. <laughs> if I have to tell it, you, uh, it you're sounds not old like enough to handle it, buddy. It sounds dirty. Yeah. And again, this person <laughs> Do you comes know? in. Oh, what is it, Clarice? What's a cockle? I'm not gonna tell you. <sighs> it's not dirty. It's not. I don't really know what it is, I, but it's I, not dirty. I, I don't. Not. I have to ask I Google. So Rickman yes. again using his brain. He's the only smart person ever, and he's he's, he's got his own his you know his own superpower. But it's like. This guy 
confessed to all these things under torture. He said he assaulted them. And, and he gets like, it all wrong. No. Yeah. And they're like, no, nah, we got it. We're good. And so, but the thing that gets me is Alan Rickman is so obsessed with his daughter. Is it almost uncomfortable? Because no, he's like, because it's like, I liken it to, what was the movie, the gymnast movie? Um, bronze. The Bronze? Where the mom had this passed away. This is just like The Bronze. The mom passed away, and the dad, are, the dad's raising the daughter. Exactly, and and he's, she is his whole world. Right, and yeah. so what if you put your yourself in her headspace? This is you know you, this is your life. She just turned sixteen. So, but you're you're you know you you live a pretty good life, right? You're you're in the posh lifestyle. Oh and yeah, she's top of the. Every other night, your dad comes bursting into your room, going, "Laura," <laughs> just making sure. Just. And, because that's what happens. It's like, a good thing they didn't have phones because he would have yeah, caught her. Imagine if that was your some, life. Like doing your father just bursting, Laura. Yeah. Okay. And Laura, then they're like, why are you taking pictures of your breastages? And this is like, we're fucking moving. Who are you texting these to? Yeah. I mean, in this, this day and age, this would be a harder thing for anybody to pull off. But, you know, he, he he's like violently waking her up. And now he's like, we're moving. We're going somewhere else. And so I don't know what their ultimate destination is. Well, but he had a dream she was killed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so hence the, the violently waking up, but that's a nightmare for everybody. You know, like she can't be, that's bad for her sleep patterns. That's bad for his sleep patterns. Then, you know, just mental illness. Well, and at some point he tells her, you know, this guy is collecting beauty and who is more beautiful. I know. This is you. where it gets weird for me. What madman's plan wouldn't include you? I mean, he's, it's gross. It's gross. You did that like Hannibal. And, it, and it's, a little, it's a little bit presumptuous. She's cute, but like, come on. She's not. He assumes. He, he makes all those people move his stupid shit <laughs> and all of this just because he thinks his daughter is so good looking and, and, they, and so perfect. It, okay. Granted, he's right. He's a thousand percent right. Mm -hmm. So I am an asshole for all of this, but- so is he for making all those people move his silverware <laughs> and his bed sheets. What? And then he comes to a, a hotel, essentially. He's like, anybody staying here? No, what? I'm running the whole thing. What was the Jim Carrey movie? I think it was Pet Detective, where he's going, asshole me Right? I think it was Pet Detective. <laughs> yeah. Sure. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, when you said I'm an asshole, I heard Jim Carrey singing that, yeah, which I, I, I did I a terrible... I tend to hear Dennis Leary in his song. But, but... he... <laughs> yeah, we bought it at we, the same girl, time. We bought it Yes, butts. that is Ace Ventura Pet Detective. But he, you know, he goes... I can't say it he, that he, fast. He tries to be clever, and I get that's part of the plan. He gets all of his servants to go one way, and he... And, and then he takes the, the other path, because there is a fuck in the road. Exactly. Or no, this... I yeah, don't I'm, know. That I'm just. Song. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm you, leaving you out. out on you the, know that song on the on the on the limb. You're this, on the limb on that song. I feel and it's badly creaking like it's because if I'm snap. like if I say an obscure Infant Annihilator song, you know, like oh. Three Bastards, you know that one. Yeah. You should. Black say, Flag. You know, Black you Flag. No. You know, maybe a couple of those. I just, you know, throw out the one band I know that you love and and try. Hope hopefully it's right. But that is right. Jungle Rot. Jungle Rot. Yay. <laughs> we get to a castle he rents the whole thing do you have any rooms available good i'll take the whole castle and that, that makes a lot of sense i get that 
And this poor family is kind of like, what? Yeah. And he's like, I'd like a bath. I'd like three. I'd like my horses fed. And he just throws them, you know, some money. And off they go. Why does he have a, a midget come in and do clip his nails? I, I didn't get that part. Aristocracy. <laughs> Hashtag because I'm rich, yo. I can do it. <laughs> right. I can do whatever yeah. I want. Lara. Bourgeois. Lara. Get your nails clipped by this little Again, man. it is a feel-good chick flick movie. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a date night romp. It's a squish. <laughs> it's Take a your best gal <laughs> out to this yeah. chick Come flick. Come on now. This is how you treat a lady. Well, Granui, in a scene that I love, is he finds out that this lady has left. And he said, oh, uh, he's left. They've gone north. And he's like, sure it's not south? Yeah. And the guy's like, pretty sure it's I north. I saw him myself. Okay. Yeah. And he, I said north. He goes, I guess that was pretty funny, He too. goes, yeah. And then, which I, I didn't catch it like the third time I watched it, but he had her dressed up like a guy. Oh yeah, yeah, he had a man's yeah. uniform on and the man's but then hat. When he uses his ESP to see her in the distance, he sees her hat fall off and that red hair yeah. comes billowing out. And they make well, they make it like that's washing the scent back towards him even stronger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it was what I got from that because the hat comes off, the hair's flying out. Yep. It was very beautifully done. Yeah. And then he's like, "Oh yeah, I got her." Yeah. Yeah. And he does, and that's what's great about. Uh, and, a, a and, tragedy like this and she's the final she's the 13th yeah. no she's there's no way she's getting away he does it you know the, he succeeds in his plan and what's what's you know horrifying is you know again alan rickman gets up and he uh takes oh he uh, gives her the safest room in the house oh he does he does it's a cliff up to the window but he uh, locks the door and keeps the key on his nightstand and Grunwe walks into this place past the sleeping dog, past the, everybody, because he doesn't biggest exist. Biggest dog ever. No, he doesn't exist. He you can't think that smiled. was because he has no scent? He has no scent, yeah. The dog doesn't wake up? Superpower. I'm telling you. Okay. So he walks in and, and, and does the deed. And Alan Rickman, the next morning, takes, well, you know, well, his- Well, I, I, I got a question. So he's standing over her, he being the murderer, um, Jean-Baptiste. Mm-hmm. He's got the club up in the air, about to strike. Yep. And she wakes up and looks into his eye, looks at him, mm-hmm. and, and granted, she's beautiful. And he stops. Yeah. But then and, and then they cut away, you know, to Rickman, you know, waking up and doing his morning routine and going to check on his three-hour morning routine. His yeah. daughter is dead. He's got thirty buttons on that coat. He's washing his hands, checking his nails. Fuck that. He washed his bollocks. No, what did you call it? Cockles? Did he wash it? He washes cockles. Not I think cockles are an interior thing. But (laughs) he's, you know, buttoning and then he saunters on in. Like, so he's freaking out in the middle of the night, but he's fine. I I mean, if I was under that kind of duress, I would get up every morning, fuck my stupid coat, my wig, and I'd check on my kid. I would have slept outside the door or would have slept. You know, yeah. But anyway, he's at least well-dressed when he finds his daughter's dead body. And what was with the sunlight? I guess because the window was open where he escaped through, maybe? Because uh, the sunlight's the blinding shock him. shock of white heat and anger, pain. But he's too late <laughs> because Grunwee is on a hilltop making the final concoction. With a, with a little homemade brass, whatever they call yeah. those things. He couldn't, he couldn't alembic, and he couldn't wait. 
and he is captured but immediately. When when she was so when she was laying there on the bed, so she's like you know face down. I didn't look at it too long, but no, okay. so face you know she's on her stomach, sure. right? Face down. If you say so, sure. And her head is shaved like she's supposed I, I didn't to be. Really look, but okay. So he. <laughs> It's so full of shit. Um, Sinead O'Connor. What yes. did that remind you of? That, Sinead O'Connor. No, the way he laid that scene out when he's seen her laying there on the bed like that. Did it remind you of anything? Mm-mm, no. It's a Bond movie. Oh, a uh, Goldfinger. Yes. Oh, I thought it was something else in the but, movie. But but not not Goldfinger. I actually went to you think the second non- one with the oil with Gemma. Oh. Um, well, this does predate Quantum of Solace. That would be coincidental. So you think those Bond movies aped this movie? I just when I when they the way they filmed that and the way she was laying there, you know, you hear Goldfinger. You know, it just this is fascinating to me. You, you watched this movie with much more levity than I did. I, I took this way serious. I was. I, it just I, pops I, into my I, head. It's not yeah. my fault. No, no, no. I think that's way better. I must have been no fun to watch this with last night. Well, weren't you standing up? You I was told standing me, up the whole and, time. and getting really close to the screen because I was. So Ryan's so tired because he just worked some god awful seventeen hour <laughs> or whatever shift, and he's like, "Oh no, shit, I gotta long. watch it this wasn't. two and a half hour movie and take my notes of all the scenes." No, but I was happy. So I was he's so happy. All good. Yeah, because that's that's what you live for. Yeah, but I, you I do was all really that other shit to get it. to this. I should have clocked that. A thousand times over, but no, I didn't. But that's what it looked like, the way she was laid out in the bed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, interesting that he, he did put her back in the bed. That's what I find fascinating. Well, everybody else, he'd I, I had a problem at first with this. I, well, I, I think he it did it there. He so did the whole he did thing because in the they actually did a shot before this of him preparing the body wraps with the fat. Yeah. And then... I'm like, oh, God, this is a flaw because he doesn't take her from the room and wrap her in the body flaps. But then I realized when I was watching it the last time that he, when he's sneaking in the castle, he's got one of those hand, he's got a handbag over his shoulder. Yeah. So the body wraps are in there. Yeah, wow. So he does it in the room and then places her in the bed like, gold finger. That is true. And then sneaks out the window so that the sunlight will hit Rickman's eyes. Snake Pliskin. Yeah, he's a as a he enters psychopath. the room. Yeah, superhero psychopath. He planned all that. Yeah, absolutely. Even over the, the giant book. mastodon dog. It's a good book. Well, we got to hustle through here, and it's weird because we <laughs> we do have to hustle through. You know, the largest on-screen orgy anybody's ever seen, but um, he is caught immediately, and yep. he's tried very quickly. Um, but they do say he they, that they tortured him, which I don't know. But he's hanging upside down yeah, over a they, water they tub talk, the next scene where well, Rickman is having his like tortured. He, he, he was tortured. I imagine he just clearly, well, He keeps asking him, why did you kill my daughter? And he says- I needed her. I just yeah. needed her. And then he Perfect. breaks into that speech. Yeah. He, and, and it's, the it's, speech. It's really, it's glacially paced, the speech. He-, he I, and really, I, I, I just so found long. it. I didn't. That didn't bother me at all. Was, I just thought it was so. And I, I realized intense. the irony in a in a six and a half hour podcast. And for you, the listener, we love you. Um, but <laughs> to have <laughs> subjected people 
Can you hear to the have, frenzy in Ryan's voice? To he is speeding towards the finish line. And I'm like an anchor around his neck. Well, again, you know, just we don't dragging have, him into the ground. We don't and, have the kind of clout, you know, to you know. Uh, but we did, we did have simultaneous butts a little bit ago. So at least maybe we got dual butts, a little dual butts. You know, a little sync going on. That, that is true. That is true. All it, right, it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold on for the ride here. You, 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 I, you want to get to the orgy. I don't know why they had to torture him, but yeah, Alan Rickman says because he wanted to know why. Um, why did you kill my daughter? I, I think they just could have asked him. He would have been like, "I needed her." They wouldn't have said anything else. And that's yeah. what's so stone cold about this guy is, yeah, I needed her. He doesn't know, doesn't understand. There's no good or bad, well, and that's the thing. There's no good he, or bad smell she was, to him. She either. was the thirteenth note. He yeah. needed her, but and he was somebody who didn't discriminate against smells. He was somebody that there was no good or bad. That's you know, enviable. The way he interacted with the world was there was no good or bad. Well, I mean, he's killing 13 virgins to make the ultimate yeah, but love he potion know, number you know, nine. He, he, he doesn't should you know, be so. number 13. This is love potion number 13. Hashtag yeah. that one. Lucky. Yeah. Unlucky number. But for he, some, he somehow <laughs> he somehow sneaks the vial of super potion into his cell and this is this is where the movie really and, and in the book you read it and then it, it kind of goes this way okay and and in 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 the interest of time and maybe for for humor purposes we have yes. we are collecting the prisoner for transport to sentence or to die to be lopped at by the, this thing the man in the blue suit well no the yeah the man in the blue suit comes to get him Grenouille takes just a teeny bit of this stuff. Yep. And these people all lose their minds. And then cut to him well, no, buttoning cut, up the blue suit. Well, no, just cut to essentially, you know, the carriage arriving. Now, this is what fascinates me about this. A man's about to be beaten to death. Everybody's there. Oh, Bring yeah. the kids. Come they, on, everybody. See the did. death. That was the thing. So it's going to be the hot ticket in town. And, you know, it, it would almost be like a Taylor Swift concert. Right, Clarice? Absolutely not. I mean, something you just can't get tickets for, despite okay. waiting oh, online. Yeah. That's always cool when, for, when yeah. an artist does that to her fans. Hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. Beg for it, babies. <laughs> no, thank you. This is going to be a, a future theme. Uh, we have a Swifty in the house, and we learned what the term Swifty meant because of uh, swiftly the left. capturing of Clarice. Swiftly left my brain. <laughs> Could you see her fronting like Rammstein, like like a Floor Jansen? What? <laughs> oh, he so just, he just uh, threw up in his mouth. <laughs> just, did you hear it? That's real. He real just radio did the neck turn, you, like you could hear his neck cracking. And you've never given me a look like that, like you wanted to attack me. That was oh. the first time in te- in a whole decade since I've known you. He's so full. You it. just glared at me like. I want to kill so you. Man, I want your eyes, pig. Man sneaks super potion in butt into- Oh, we're, we're doing the movie. Okay. Into, into prison. Uh, yes. He tries it out on his uh, transporters. Yes. Takes their clothes, or takes one of their clothes, and he shows up. You know, the carriage arrives, and everybody's like, he's here, he's here, he's here. And this is- because he's a monster. They're expecting to see- Yep. You know, this is for the internet. This is even for wanted posters. They don't know what they're going to see. So they're expecting to see a nine-foot-tall creature, right? 
I mean, because, you know, word travels fast. And, killed, oh, I heard he's got boils. And killed he's got this. 13 killed 13 women. women. So they expect to see a walking nightmare. And out comes this humble, like, shattered person. Beautifully dressed. And, and he's described this way. And he feels good. Because doesn't he put a, a dam oh, on, each, on his neck carriage, on each side in the, in the carriage? And yeah. this is where the book just explodes because it's so cool and it leads to the craziest thing in the world. And it's probably better that we just kind of let people, you know, hear about it and if they want to see it. But <laughs> he dabbles a little bit on his neck and he gets out and people are taken to him. And, and, and in the interest of, you know, again, time and it being a little unique, this ultimate essence you know which i think is meant for him it's meant to replace it to be his own scent in a way because what you think he wants is to be loved yeah he wants to be able to and so he and give love and receive in love. a way has this un, unnatural confidence that he's not going to be lynched so he's tested a little bit he gets onto this pulpit and people immediately say he's innocent well, the 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 what do you call it? executioner yeah, it says this man didn't this do man this. is innocent. He drops he the axe. In his eyes. And again, in the book, it's it's beautifully described. And everybody in the crowd, except for Rickman, he's in yeah. the back. And the power of his hatred of of this. Yeah. And, and well, it, the crowd is massive. Just to give you, that, he's yeah. on this all this the religious raised people, the church, platform, everybody. and he's surrounded in a circle by a sea of people. And they're all quietly getting the scent and kind of becoming enamorated with him, if I said that word right. Then he pulls out his his white handkerchief, secretly dabs the the lotion on stronger. The lotion, you it did rubs. It. You did it, <laughs> you magnificent son of a bitch. Give me a, give me the voice. <laughs> did it it rubs the lotion. the lotion on his skin. <laughs> oh my god! Secretly dabs the lotion on his magnifier. Or else it gets the hose again. As I'm looking at your shirt mm-hmm. from that exact scene, mm-hmm. Buffalo Bill holding you Precious. Did you did it. Staring down into the well. And he does. He puts this, you know, lotiony like perfume. You probably felt good about shooting him that day, didn't you? Oh, Buff. Oh, Billy Boy. She's never seen the movie. Yeah, Just, that's, she, that's she, a signal she's, for... She's, uh, maybe take the duct tape off her mouth. She'll be able to speak <laughs> a little better. <laughs> It's getting worse. We're re-kidnapping. She was freer to talk before. Now are we on the downswing? All right. So less freed and now we would retie. Anyway, thanks. I'm glad we've kept this going the whole time. Oh, my God. Um, Uh, And I'm sure she is as well. But it's such a poignant moment in the movie to try to, like, center it into this. But... You know, he, so he's got the handkerchief. He, he wafts it out, and these people see—I I don't know—an angel. They see love. Yeah. They say pure joy. Paradise. They f- yeah is the word that was used in one of and them. And I, I wish I could remember any of the 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 beautiful like literature in the book, but it was so well yeah. done. And they, they have the sound of the wind blowing over the crowd in waves, and they have the crowd reacting in in this face of love yeah. and joy. And then he lets the handkerchief go, which goes out over the crowd. And when that happens, they are completely yep. losing it. So here we go. Yeah, the clothes are coming off. And, and yeah, put simply, they're driven to uh, to the <laughs> huge orgy. And uh, you know, 
it, including it is, the bishop. It is what it is. Everybody does does this, and um, it's in the movie, it's in the book. And what's more interesting is reading about a giant orgy about to happen because you don't know what's about to happen, and it's way slower. And you're like, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> Holy shit! Um, and like we so said, you know, it- and it ended in the like the largest collective walk of shame ever. And in the narration says it was so horrible that they just forgot it. Bull. Shit! They yeah, did. they 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 like no, they actually they had didn't. like a town meeting. That place was changed forever. Like that day did not exist. Oh, it's well, hilarious! The and bishop yeah, the wakes meeting... up with this young girl laying. You know, they're buck naked, and the young girl's laying on top of him, and and you know the guy's overweight and he's old, and you know they wake up and it's like. I mean, that's like the worst of the worst of the crowd, you know, yep. and then, so they got to pretend nothing happened. Off they went. And Rickman is not, you know, phased by any of this. And that's that's where people call bullshit on the movie. You know, he 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 walks through the melee and he gets right up to him and I'm not fooled by you. And then he is taken in because yeah. he's got to be right up on him. Yeah. And he's he, got his sword drawn. He's going to he's yeah, going to impale gonna, him. And it's a cool moment, I think. And uh, he says, I'm sorry, my son. So it's an interesting interpretation. I don't know why he calls him my son. Um, he says, forgive me, my son. Yeah. In quote, I, I happen to write that down because he, and he does deliver it really well. Yeah. He's like almost crying. Yeah. And, um, you know, that, and, and it's kind of cool. He just walks away. Yeah. And he, you know, when he's given the, the adoration of all the fans, like you could see it. And it's this like, you know, like he is being loved and then he goes back to the girl and he realizes that's not what he wanted. He doesn't want to be loved. And th- there's a beautiful, you know, like the, the narration as he walks away to his final fate. You know, he says, forget love. He, he cannot command it. He cannot feel it. Yeah. So forget perfume, forget everybody, forget himself. Yeah. And it was so powerful. I mean, I literally wrote down exactly the narration and says, um, Command the love of mankind. He had, so he, with that perfume, he had the power to command love, the love of mankind. He could have been anything he wanted. They said he could have put a letter to the Pope and been the new Messiah, you know, with the perfume on it. He could have done anything he wanted. He could have done anything, but that's not truly what he wanted. Um, It could not turn him into a person who could love and be loved like everyone else. So to hell with it. And then they cut to him going back to this place of his birth in the in the fish marketplace on the wonderful date of 625-1766. So 1738 was when he was born. You can do the math of how old he was. Then we have suicide by perfume. I, no, I, I, it, it's crazy. But again, as a book reader... This is bonkers, and it's nuts in the movie. You know, like, what's this guy going to do? And he goes back to the place of his birth, which I, I think is is wonderfully poetic, cinematic. It's, it's yeah. you know, it's... He was drawn it's beautiful, to that spot. You know, yeah. in, in such an abhorrent place, right? A place oh, where he condemned his mother and all that kind of the stuff. The worst of the worst. And he opens up the vial and just dumps the whole thing on his head. And immediately, as as a movie watcher and somebody who didn't know what was going to happen, what did you think? I, I cannot. I've been dying oh. to know this whole time. When he did that, what did you think came next? I pretty much what happened. I mean, I knew he was going to be literally mobbed and attacked, and I figured maybe ripped apart. 
um, you know, like did you like a horse? Like you know, you got the 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 rope tied to each limb, and the horse is all going each direction. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, and he's just literally ripped apart because everybody has to possess him. Yeah, but well, it was even better than that. That's what happens. It was better. They literally ate him alive. He's devoured. Devoured. Perfect down word. Down to his 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 blue pantaloons, and what I think is hilarious is like his remains yeah. are just there for a long time. It's just a stain. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they literally ate the bones and the marrow. Like, and, how, you know, how long do you think passes? How long did it take to and do then, that? And then like two little kids are like, ah, grab these pants. In yeah. the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's such a poor neighborhood. And part like, of me is like, the don't kids get those taking pants. The pants. You're going to eat each other. Like <laughs> fucking drop those pants, kid. <laughs> And maybe that's funny too, but they grab the pants and then it, yeah. the movie ends. Now, I don't oh, know if this- I love this It ending. ends on a cliffhanger. It, it What the shit? The, the movie, paint, the camera slowly moves into the, to the cobblestone road where his body was. And you see the, the vial that he, he you had the perfume in and dumped over his head. And there's one last drop in it. And it, and they make the little sound of it drip in the drop. You know, and I literally wrote the words, drip. <laughs> That's wow. how it ends. Wow. Oh, shut up. What do you, <laughs> don't patronize me. Well, no, I'm not because I realized I, that, does that count as the last line of the movie? Because I didn't it's a the sound. last line of the movie. The sound, it literally drip and then we, Damn. that's it, cuts to black. All right. I think that can count. Drip. It's it's a sound. Well, if it if it went on uh, closed captioning, it may count. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there I was, you go. I was I, so before you before you go to the uh, the reviews, reviews. Um, I, I got to give the final quote of the movie. Uh, a shout out to the to the lady who requested it, and. Uh, in in her first uh, email to me of the description of when the uh, the wine the the wine ladies all watch the movie, and this is in quotes. She she wrote, "What in the world did we just watch?" And I think that's pretty, I think that's pretty accurate. Yes, that you is know, true. A- after the uh, you know the cannibalization of the serial murder protagonist. What other movie is there a protagonist that's a serial, serial killer like? Because um, Clarice is a protagonist, right, in her movie in Silence of the Lambs, wouldn't you say? Not Buffalo Bill. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean that had to be scary yeah. as shit when you were in the dark like that, and he and he had the oh, yeah, that was me. the night vision. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. <laughs> Me. And I know what you're talking about too. Yeah, I know exactly Nobody what you're talking about. That. You haven't really watched it yet. No. So, so Clarice this. doesn't like scary movies, so no. she's planned it out to what? Watch it with a friend. Yeah, I was like, "Have you seen Silence of the Lambs?" And she said, "Yeah, you're gonna hate it." <laughs> oh, there's a ringing endorsement. Because you're she, gonna hate it. Because she, like, she doesn't. You're not gonna like it. Okay. She doesn't watch okay. those kind of. I mean, she'll. You're a Paddington Bear. <laughs> kind of, kind of. Yeah. You know what? Seen. Everybody is. You should. I think you should. Everybody like loves that movie. Now I feel like a jerk slamming on it. Well, yeah, I'm gonna call an audible. And in, in the interest of time, and, and thanks to everybody uh, <laughs> hanging in there with us and listening. And if you have any comments about uh, anything about the movie, anything you saw in the movie, 
the length of this episode or not, uh, littleindependentpodcast.gmail.com. We've got the Facebook page. Please interact with that. And uh, Claire Clarice does an amazing job helping us look cool and look good. And we... Huh? Do you have reviews? Oh, yeah. I'm going to do a review. Oh, I thought you were... It's all right. Wow. I was like, I was gripping the table. I was like, oh my God, because you said in the I'm, interest of time. I'm just saying a thank you. I thought you were just going to skip you. the reviews. That's, yeah, no, I, that I'm is just a crowd gonna do, pleaser. I'm just going to do the bad review. No, you're going to do them all. We've gone this far, Ryan. All right. Well, Ryan, all right. we've gone. Here we go. 13 girls are dead, Ryan. For <laughs> God's sake, do the reviews. We, we've maybe had a listener or two die during the uh, span of this. <laughs> Like we told them to, it would be long. next to Ted Stryker in that airplane. They can t- take two days. We've got a couple of people hanging deaths here. All right. Uh, <laughs> our reviews, and I, 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 I'm, I'm here for y'all. Uh, you, you let me know. If you'd never want us to skip them, we won't skip them. People love the reviews, um, I have been told, personally. So the we'll start with the with the bad one. One out of ten, Dirty Angel. Aw. I will begin this by stating that my sister sent this to me as a carefully yeah i can smell your my sister sent this to me as a carefully bubble wrapped punishment for what i'm still not sure but i will definitely never cross her again of course she tried to warn me and the fact that it took her four hours to watch it should have been telling in a word atrocious one of the most visually stunning pieces of garbage i've ever set eyes on (laughs) literally While points are clearly scored for originality, costume, and set design, the beginning and ending scenes were nothing short of vomit-inducing, albeit for different reasons. Born in truly putrid conditions, female trouble birth scene easily comes to mind, only this time supersized with maggots, rotting meat, and fish heads. Guillotine, or whatever his name was, was not meant for this world, and the gift that signed his existence and his mother's douchebaggery would ultimately be his undoing, a tragic flaw, indeed, of Shakespeare's proportion, Shakespeare in proportion, no doubt. Everything he touches dies. Everyone is dirty, funky-looking, and Dustin Hoffman has seen better days and scripts. He can smell through glass containers, in crowds and over great distances with visuals no less. He also leaves dead, naked, virginal Sinead O'Connor lookalikes in his wake. Oh, my God. Yeah. Did we say virgin enough in this episode, everybody? Virginal. Here we go. Going for a record. I was not entirely certain if this was a joke until I read some of the reviews on this site and realized there are people out there who dug this mess. Surely nothing this silly should take itself so seriously, but alas, I was wrong because it did and was somehow able to convince a large portion of the viewing public. Now, that was some mighty powerful juice. I have seen much, much worse. Rotor, anyone? R-O-T-O-R. I have seen that. I won't comment any further. That's for sure, but nothing quite like this. I was rendered speechless by the orgy scene and wanted to destroy my DVD player and possibly myself when he finally made it home. Simply put, avoid like the plague. Beware of random, dingy, homeless street urchins with bags of animal fat that only want to capture your scent. They might just brew up a mind-numbingly awful film squirt, their essence on you, and force you to pronounce it innocent, dirty angel, get naked, have monkey sex with a nasty stranger, and write it a glowing review. Wow. Did he actually say squirt? Damn. Yep. What was our hashtag earlier on? The the Birth squirt. Birth squirt. <laughs> anyway, um, I read that as yeah. it was, written and phonetically, and uh, our last one. And at a frenzy pace, <laughs> might I add. Deeply satisfying, visually thrilling, darkish, but exhilarating too. 
This is a bit of a fable with darkish undertones. If I said this movie was transcendental, a sort of metaphysical morality play with deep unconscious archetypes, it would sound way too planned. All of that is certainly powerfully present, but those themes are masterfully invisible. All we see is an engrossing and thrilling, entertaining movie. The lessons, if any, only emerge as a tantalizing aftertaste of an exciting night at the movies. I dislike horror movies and slasher movies such as Seven, Copycat, and The Cell, etc. It's an interesting assortment. <laughs> I was a little afraid this one would stray into that territory, but I trusted Tom Tyker's, Tyker's directorial talents and went anyway. I'm glad I did. Yes, there is murder. Duh, it's in the title. But the, de- the descent into human depravity was fascinating. It did not make me feel like a bath afterwards. It's almost like a metaphor for all kinds of human endeavors on this earth. This movie had a lyrical, melodic quality to it, superficially like Roman Polanski's The Ninth Gate. Which I love. I know, I knew you'd like that. That's why I picked this one. But without the silly attempt to artificially give it meaning. The historical vibe was incredibly as well. Obviously, I wasn't in France in the 1730s through 1760s when the movie takes place. (laughs) Nicely done. But nonetheless, for me, the evocation of that time was superb. I suspect you could watch this without any sound at all and still be entertained. Well, sort of. (laughs) And there you go. So thank you for hanging in there. Thank you for... Todd, Claire, Clarice, really everybody, the whole gang. It's only Potsy, been three hours Rick, and one minute, if, if that's accurate. I, Lohan, I don't Phil, know. Big Boss, The Bopper. What? Thank you, everybody, for what hanging hell's in going with us. Who are you looking at? Yeah, <laughs> Ryan is. All the people who make this episode happen, oh, make oh, this show happen. New Our Leonard crew, Media, New Leonard Media, everybody. Yeah. Thank you for listening. The studio rocks. And hey, Todd. Are we there? That's not how it goes. Let's try it again. <laughs> and hey, Todd, guys, we'll always have Monty Doro. You'll love it. It's just a little. Love it. It's just like independent. You'll love it. It's just a little independent. You're gonna love it. It's just a little. Like I'm introducing a movie to you. Like you're about to. Oh. Yeah. All right, so, yeah, yeah. Just a little independent. <laughs>